1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Earned 5-Star
4: Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com. And joining me tonight, per usual, is the commissioner, C- Jude Seymour, and the chief inspector, Freda McElindon. Fellas, I, I changed my mind about Menards. Oh, yeah, are you getting that 11%? No, 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 well, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's it no, no. I had a rare day the other day where I had to go to Menards, Lowe's, and Home Depot. And if you were power ranking the three right now, it's Menards, Lowe's, and Home Depot in that order. Home Depot can go to hell, sir. Go to hell with their ridiculously stupid floor outline. There should—it's stupid in there. Dumb. Can't find a damn thing. Things are not where they're supposed to be at. Angry. Angry, Josh. <laughs> Angry Emperor was fuck- just just stomping through the halls. Uh, what was that? I don't know I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. God, I was pissed.
0: So is, is Menards, like, do they have as big of stores as Home Depot and Lowe's?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, it's they all food, they're all the dude, dude.
0: What's that? We don't have Menards. We have uh, food. They sell food? Oh, okay. They sell food,
4: man. man. They sell, and I'll tell you what. They do a good job of putting some fun stuff in there. In fact, the uh, I can't remember the name of it, but the good-ass licorice that everybody loves, the Australian yeah. shit. Oh, yep.
0: yeah. Yep. The Wallaby bites. Yeah, the
4: Wallaby. Wall, yeah, Wallaby. That's where I first found it was at Menards. I got like this – I'm not <laughs> shitting you, dude. It was like a 10-gallon bucket. I think
0: uh, I think Tyler James was the one who turned me on to that and said that they were that was super good and I got some and I was like but I found that funny enough at my my local Ace Hardware.
4: Yeah, dude, I I don't know why it's not like in a gourmet like like that should be like in a K Jewelers or some shit like that. That's how yeah. good that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's the best licorice you could get, hands down. So yeah, I'm still. Still remodeling the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I thought about recording this podcast while I was working on the kitchen, but I really didn't didn't want the reviews being like, "What the hell was all that noise?" Josh didn't stop banging. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm at the uh, I'm at the smoothing out phase, pretty much. I'm so close, guys. I'm so close. Maybe by April.
2: Yeah, you still getting that fresco put in? <laughs> no, I'm not getting a fresco put in. Why aren't you getting a fresco put in? I don't know. I what? did the wife say no to a fresco? Why, why aren't Why are you commissioning a is fresco?
0: Is there Is there a, is there a I... somewhere in your kitchen for a fount for a water uh, for a whole Yeah, water. where's
2: the fountain? Obviously, well, we got... you have the outdoor trellises.
4: Yeah, we we got well, we got the we we got the maj- right when you walk in the doorway. Yeah, but
0: you know the empire is expanding, right? So.
4: Right. No, I don't have a fountain. Uh, although, I think if we did, maybe it would, the it would last a little longer. But I'd have to I'd have to have father come over and uh, and take care of that. <laughs> like if if I, I mean, much like uh, I mean, how does that work? Like if I take like a a vial of holy water and dump that into like, like five percent. gallons of water, does that turn it all into holy water then? Right.
0: I think if the I think if the priest comes over and blesses it, it's then be the all becomes holy water, right?
4: Well, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't just the, the like, just say like so like five ounces of holy water? If I dump that into five gallons, it doesn't it make it all holy water?
0: Like by association, I I don't I don't know the, uh, I, the I don't ratio? know the rules I don't know the rules uh, so if there's any priests that listening to the, uh, the Earn five-star podcast that they want to weigh in and, and a review that I would, we'd appreciate that. Um, just like the fellow who jumped on our Twitter mentions to talk about the, uh, the DOT numbers
4: on the, on the, um, Oh yeah. I, we, I, in the reviews tonight too, I got, uh, I got, more people, I got people wanting to, wanting to mansplain some other stuff to us too. Ooh. To you know. <laughs> so people are more than willing to share their, their information <laughs> when they think you're wrong. Is it
0: uh, a well-actually, guys, or you are technically correct, the best kind of correct guy? No, 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 it it definitely
4: is a (laughs) well-actually. Oh, nice. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Oh, shit. So, if you caught up from the intro, or or if you're staring at a very generic piece of artwork going, what the hell podcast is this on your feed? um, Number one, Brendan is late on his assignment. Number two, (laughs) we... We finally moved. Uh, we we finally did the um, the network move. Like we said, it shouldn't affect you guys at all. Um, this will be on on that feed, so um, it's it's almost like we don't need to mention it. Other than that's why the intro said something different. Um, and that's it. And that's you all we really got. That say.
2: intro, right? It was a one take
4: intro. No, no,
0: no.
4: Because this because the spot. So, so what, what do we pride ourselves in this podcast? Like the fact that we don't like practice things, right? Like we don't, we don't really have a script. We never had a script, not even close to one, barely a rundown on some shows. And, you know, we just got to wing this shit and it is what it is. But I did practice the intro because I'm just so used to saying it a certain way after what? 300 shows or where the hell it's been. So I practiced it a couple times like, oh, man, that was smooth, smooth delivery. And what do you know? Right up the bat, strike. Just absolutely whiffed on the first take. Uh, but this was the second take. So uh, I didn't end up striking out. So nailed it. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, there was a, yeah, there's podcasts out there. They'll they'll practice their commercial breaks. Like, fuck that. That's much work. Practice the commercial breaks. That's good. They do. I love it. They do. They will literally man they will take notes. I don't even know what that is. That's sounds like work to me, fellas. I'm dealing with that. Oh, but this again, this is the earned five-star podcast now. Uh, it didn't take long for us to come up with a new name. Um, this was the first, this was the name we kind of all threw out at this around the same time. And despite there being other options that we offered after that. Uh this was the one that was gonna stick. So hopefully it works. My wife is not a fan. Not oh really? Right. No, she was not a fan of it.
0: But she doesn't she doesn't know the the recurring
4: bit though, right? That's and that's why I yelled at her. Okay. And that's why I'm not she hasn't talked to me. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, so you obviously don't listen to the fucking show then, because if you did, you'd understand why that was the name. And people that listen to the show get it.
1: I didn't think so. No, so she didn't. She didn't get it. Ugh.
4: All right. Well, speaking of those, those uh, earned five earned five stars. I can't even do the bit right. Asking Brendan what kind of reviews we're looking for. Obviously, we're looking for some earned five star reviews. Uh, just reminder, everybody, get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Any review that you leave, we will read. Word for word on the next uh, episode, <laughs> you almost said it again. I, I didn't though. It's it's gonna be a rough three years. It's gonna get it's up. gonna it'll it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll be there. It'll be there. It'll be there. Uh, but uh, yes, we are looking for those earned five stars, just like the title of the podcast. Uh, this honestly, there couldn't have been a better title for the podcast because really, what's made this show has been. You know, I'd say 70% us, 30% you. Uh, because just the the direction that the reviews have gone, uh, because we have we have made a commitment, made a commitment to reading all these. You have become a part of the show. You are you are the fourth host uh in this podcast. You know, there's some shit that's said on these things that can change the trajectory of the entire show. It has created, uh, you know, little storylines, with own storylines. So we appreciate that, and that's kind of a, a special shout out to all of you um, as the as the fourth as the fourth host there. So let's get to it. I Got one here from Emu for Life. He says, uh, uh, "Fred, five stars. Fredericks of Hollywood, fellas. Derek May's five star review." We all know we were sneaking into Fredericksville, Hollywood, and trying not to get caught. Well, at least I was. This obviously goes back to our mall. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Our mall thing. Uh, I says, in all honesty, loved hanging inside Spencer's uh, and the arcade tilt weekly and spent a- way too much of my parents' money trying to win all those tickets on the token game. Our mall looks like a scene from The Walking Dead in recent years, which is sad. Also, Briarwood. I worked there for years at Sunglass Hut inside the Macy's while attending EMU. Uh, lastly, I have a question for you guys. Favorite building on EMU's campus? And also, did you ever fancy TC Speakeasy while at EMU?
1: Appreciate you, Dave in Michigan. Which I'm, favorite I'm, building, man? Fuck. Uh, the brick deck.
4: Whichever building the classes weren't in, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you telling
0: me you, you you went to this fine establishment for four years of your life and you can't name a single building you like?
2: I like the Student I mean, Center because yeah. it's the only one that I know. And they, they were the only place in
4: the state that had a Chick-fil-A for like five years. For like five – yeah, for a long time, long time. Uh, I mean the Brick Dick stands out. I don't really know if that really counts as campus though, but I mean no, it's right next to campus. It, yeah. But I mean honestly – all right, so like, Pray Herald is where most of your classes are at your first couple of years. So obviously, not that one. Fuck that. E M U's got tunnel, underground tunnels from their dorms to the to the academic buildings, which is bullshit. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. I mean, it, it's. I mean, you will show up in shorts and flip flops in twenty degree weather. I did that, and we didn't have, right. have underground tunnels. At, right, uh, that's what I'm saying. Well,
0: we Are those dodgy it. places to be on a Friday night at 2 o'clock in the morning? Or? No, <laughs> like The
2: no, tunnels no. below campus? Of course not, Jude. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
4: no. Listen.
0: It sounds hot, very rapey. The
4: tunnels <laughs> below campus in Ypsilanti, Michigan? No, that no. is Jude, on campus on Friday night, I wouldn't even know. I could probably count on one hand how many times that happened. It's usually, <laughs> usually the uh, off campus somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, it's,
0: there's but, no uh, like on campus bar or anything. Right.
4: Well, I mean, they're just all, they were all right, right on the, like right on the out, all on the outside, the wood nickel, uh, fucking Theo's. I don't know what this TK speakeasy is. I does not ring a bell to me at all. Um, yeah, tower Inn. um, so I mean, I don't know if, I don't know. I can't remember how old Dave said he was, but that might have been after my time. Uh, but Theo's is gone. The wooden nickel looks like a bomb shelter right now. I, I took the boys by it and it was just like I spent a lot of time here <laughs> with a really good uh, fake ID. <laughs> so um, I don't know the. Dude, I liked I liked my dorm room. I liked our dorm hall. Wise Hall. It was by itself. It was a co-ed dorm. Uh, Downing was an all girls dorm. Uh, Buell was like upperclassmen, but there was like a across from across from Wise was like a, was much bigger like Phelps and uh, and uh, Phillips and all these other halls. It it was just like it was just a whole different. It was the hood man. It, you never knew what the fuck was going to go on. Shit got wild uh, outside. Obviously Wise Hall, if, if I haven't mentioned before the podcast. The door, the dorm. I had my freshman year. We had a drive by shooting there, and I forgot about that. And when I took the boys up and to drive past it uh, just this fall, I forgot all about that. And I've been a while since I've been over there. They completely blocked that road off there now, (laughs) so you can't do the you can't do the drive bys like you used to in that spot. So that's all bermed out. You can't. Which is kind of kind of wild. So I don't know. Favorite building, I, I mean, I'll go with the brick deck because uh, it stands for everything I believe in up there. But um, whatever, uh, <laughs> it's a it's Eastern is not it. Mac campuses are not beautiful campuses. Like Miami of Ohio is gorgeous, but they're not really a Mac school, and they certainly try to portray themselves as not one either. Uh but Eastern, Central, Ball State, Northern Illinois, Fucking Kent State, Akron, all, all these campuses look the same. So
0: So we didn't have a Fredericks of Hollywood in any mall that I graced with a with regularity. I'm certainly aware of it. I've certainly seen it before. Um their stuff was always so like Way je- Racer, the Victoria's Secret. I was gonna say just so like you know, you were in there, you, 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 there wasn't any plausible deniability, you know, like Victoria's secret. You're going to be like, ah, I'm just, you know, I sweatpants or something, you know what I mean? Like you could, you know, do anything, but Frederick's Hollywood, I mean, you were in there to buy lingerie. So
4: I'm still uncomfortable shopping in Victoria's secret, like actually going in. I still don't like it.
0: Well, that, I mean, and also you have a daughter. I would just like, I would a hundred percent ever do that. So,
4: right. I'm just saying, it's just like, I don't like going in there because it's. You just get looked at funny, like, God damn it. I'm just, I'm here to buy, but well, no. (laughs) So there was this one time I went in there and uh, I was Christmas shopping and they had like a panty sale. Right. And so I bought like, and I had my sister-in-law to, to buy for, for Christmas and like in the, in the family drawing. So it was a good sale. So I bought my wife like 20 pairs of panties and my sister-in-law like 20 pairs of panties. but They're different sizes. And when I took it up to the counter, I wasn't thinking anything of it. Why would – who gives a shit what I got there, right? But the cashier, she made a point to point out like she goes, you realize you have two different sizes here, right? I said, yeah. She's like – and she kind of looked at me. I'm like, they're for two, two different people. And Then she gave me a fucking <laughs> that does, shitty that doesn't look. doesn't make it better. It doesn't <laughs> that make it make
1: like, <laughs>
4: You're not making. You're not helping yourself here. What is that? I mean, I'm, I was given the gift. I was told to give. Someone said they wanted panties. So, but anyways, the the shitty ass look I got. I just like I can't. Uh, I can't even imagine like
0: your sister in law being like, and now I'm gonna put on the panties that my brother in law bought me. Like, that's a weird fucking weird. That's a weird vibe, right?
4: Yeah, there. I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> Well, I think that was part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much, because I, <laughs> I thought it was a funny thing to do. Yikes. Uh, but I did not appreciate getting looked at like I was a monster for having two different sizes up there. It was bullshit. That's so funny. Uh, you,
0: you made your own bet on that one.
4: I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> so next one here. Yeah. Um, says, Joe don't swim to his women. Joe don't swim after his girls. Five stars. I don't know what that means. Uh, Five stars. Guys, first, the endowment sheds a percentage each year to a school. Larger endowment equals larger annual amount. Next, when we're taking on fundraising, both major campaigns and or construction, neither gets publicly announced until 70, 75% has already been committed to said project. So if Crossroads is $700 million, you could bet they had 500 already, leaving the relatively smaller amount to be crowdsourced. Lastly, come on. None of you understand tuition. Yes, ND gives out financial aid, but why would it lower tuition? Do you know how many full-pay families there are and how much money would be left on the kitchen table? The secret is the full-pay kids funds the financial aid kid when it's all said and done. You don't need the Mendoza School to solve this. You need to get your collective awareness above the Mendoza line. Still enjoying the podcast. Like still enjoying the podcast, but we'll admit that the swearing really should be beneath you all at this stage of your life. Think of it this way: the language is more BVG than B basin. Maybe aspire for better. Let's call the pod a five star, but playing on a tweaked linguistic hammy. What the fuck is this shit? First of all, when did we ever talk about tuition? Uh, we did. We last talked about pod. We talked. About what did we say? We said
2: that they need to, the Mendoza school, we need to figure out how to get NIL to a place where we're not behind the eight ball. Okay. Where other schools and other programs are able to play big boy recruiting games, and we're still playing footsie, hoping that our. our, Right, right, right. Yeah.
4: All right. right. Well, I did not know they took an annual cut out of the endowment each year, but I will tell you this much. It's not going towards anything towards the athletics, at least that's, we're not seeing it, because if you got a how much uh, what's the endowment now? How many billions? Uh, they're the second
2: highest um, yeah. endowment. Yeah. So at, at, at any rate, I, I, guess I guess my point is is, have you seen I got, I got sent uh, videos and pictures of the new Auburn players locker room. Oh, they're fresh. They're fresh. Have you seen obviously there's the LSU locker room? Right. Obviously, there's Alabama's locker room, which is immaculate. Alabama just built an entire NIL building. Uh, Clemson so, uh,
4: has— Clemson is building theirs.
2: Clemson's building theirs. Clemson also has, what, the Lazy River and the Slide?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So why does Notre Dame not have words? Why do they have Spartan locker rooms? If this money is going to the football program in order to better it, why isn't the proof in the pudding? You why does why, Notre right? Dame look like an above you know average what? but not an elite program?
0: It's the same reason that fazer Hasburg didn't want to pose for it with a football on the cover of Time magazine. They right. don't want to be seen too much as a football school, right? And so anything you do to draw attention to the football program like that that's extraneous, that right. reminds people that you have money that you literally have to set on fire instead of paying players, they don't want to do.
2: Which is dumb because you have money and everybody knows you have money.
0: Absolutely. And then you but get made fun of when you don't spend but, it. But exactly. But once again, Notre Dame is outsmarting itself. Right. Which is they're like, we don't want to draw any attention to the fact that we're sitting on a, a pile of money because we believe in the amateurism model. And we also don't want it to seem like we're putting more resources into football than we are in academics. So we're not going to build a cool slide or a lazy river or anything else or the state of the art locker rooms.
4: And the locker gonna- room is the one that that, you know, everything else is like is is what it is. The locker room one for me is the one that's the most bullshit. Like, I mean, the, the locker, locker room's is fine. Right? I, the locker room is well, nice. It's just, it's, it's, it's okay. It's above it's average, not, but it's not elite. It, not even close. Not even remotely close. Yeah. But my problem is, is that because they did it, th- that was part of the crossroads part, right? right? When they redid all that shit. Yep. When do you guys think the next time they're going to revamp the locker room is going to be? Twenty forty two. That's I my mean, point. These other schools that have a, that are that their locker rooms are already like head and shoulders above Notre Dame's, will have already have revamped theirs one or two more times before Notre Dame does, and that that's just based off of history. Maybe Notre Dame changes. But you know
0: what, Josh? slow. There, flashy locker rooms are for people that can't pass Spanish. Okay, if you want a flashy <laughs> locker room? Just. Suck it stuck at a foreign language and, and miss out on the requirement,
4: right? <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get to well listen, foreign la- I'm not wrong. Uh, I'm you're not, not you're wrong. No, you're not. That that foreign language thing has been a, a point we have brought on this podcast.
0: I mean, this is TJ times. this is TJ Duckett just twenty years later, right?
4: Yeah, this is uh pretty much. Pretty much. I mean mid state, one way or another. Um uh, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, I didn't I honestly didn't know about the cut for the endowment, whatever. Uh, I did know about the about the how the projects are work. That's not a big fucking deal. Um, I, I get I get all that. I still think that you got money to burn, or go out and make more money. I mean, that's part of the point of it. But hey, you win a national uh, title. You know how much money you'd make? Who who would know? I mean, they would still be making the the four million dollars a year off of NBC instead <laughs> of uh, Indiana making like ninety off of their deal. Uh, as far as <laughs> As far as this whole thing about the swearing, like, are we really going after this again? At my stage in my, dude, the stage in my life as a fucking, as a man about to be 45 years old here in a few months, I don't give a fuck. I give zero fucks about well, that.
0: I think it, it, it's like, um, asked and answered, right. In, in a court of law, right. Like we've, we've, we've beaten this particular horse to death. I, I think we've been pretty on- honest about who we are. And, and for some people that's the charm and for some people that's the turnoff. And I don't I mean, there's some nights where there's some pods where I don't I don't swear at all, but it's not it's not conscious. It's just it's that's just my the language I use. Right. And sometimes I'm fired up and I drop one, you know, or drop I, four. I don't know. Sometimes I don't swear at swear. all
2: in front of my children. So I don't swear at all during the day. So I save up all my good swears <laughs> for the evening when I'm on the podcast.
0: No, I I don't. I do feel like it puts a nice punctuation on certain points that you're trying to make, you know, so. Most
4: definitely. Uh swear in front of the kids, no, they hear it. I'm Italian. I don't know how else they're going to get around it. And how how are they going to know how to use it correctly in the real world if they don't hear their dad saying it? I mean, well, they, they I, I also try to, I I try, try to use you it. You might be learning. out there saying, saying that. I try to use it as experience.
0: You know, I try to use it as a learning experience, right? Which is like, you know, I want them to to be aware of what the words are and what words we expect them not to say in their schools, um, in public, you know, but they're also going to hear them around the house because it's just, that's the, that's the, that's who me and their mother is, you know? So I I also watch
2: a lot of Quentin Tarantino films. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking the children to go see it. So I'm not, I'm not sure where you like outgrow it. But there's there's some cusses in, in Mr. Tarantino's work as well.
4: Wu Tang is for the children. And yeah. if you think <laughs> I haven't listened to Wu Tang with the kids in the car, you're fucking crazy. Uh, but no, I actually read an article about how it was in your house, your the language used inside your home needs to should be free and without like without condemnation, like from parents to children. So they, they know what's, when it's proper to say things and where it's not proper to say things. I mean,
0: my like, my eight-year-old asked me yesterday, is dang it okay to say? And I was like, yeah, buddy, go for it. Dang, it's fine. You know what I mean? Just, like, uh, I think it's incredibly get, get your, get your,
4: I think it's incredibly out.
0: cute when he's like, ah,
4: dang it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, if I even get an actual word out of Dylan when he gets pissed in public, who knows? He just yeah. turns angry face and punches something. So. I would rather him just yell "fuck" than maybe I don't know throw a lamp down <laughs> and then we can <laughs> process it from there. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, the whole language thing. We've explained this from day one. If you were sitting with us at a bar, you're getting the un—you know—the unpolished version of who we are. That's just what it is. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not. So, I mean,
0: I but, think yeah. I, I treat this well. I, I feel like I treat. Very similar. Like if our my kids have questions. Like, um, what did what did my son say the other day about? Um, he's like, oh, he. There's a new uh, hot dog place to open up, and he's like, he's like Too hot. Called two hot. It's Two hot dogs, <laughs> and he's like, he started laughing. I said, what? What's so funny? And he said, hot dogs just another word for for penis. And I was like, well, I think you mean wiener, but I. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, you got to go through like the triple wordplay association. to get it.
0: And he was just like he just road. thought it was just so funny that somebody would name their place do hot dog. Like, I don't know, man, I think they're pretty much he's like. And so after Taekwondo, he's like, can we go to the hot dog place? And I was like, do you just like you just think it's funny? And he's like, I don't know. I'm kind of in the mood for a hot dog. And I'm like, well, we ate already, buddy, but maybe some other time, you know, so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well. Yeah, like my parents, uh, I don't this, know About
0: you guys, but my parents never talked to me about sex. They never talked to me about
2: anything. I never once got
4: the the talk. No,
0: no. And my never. parents watched their P's and Q's about swearing in front of me and it didn't turn me no. into any less of a swear, you know. So, uh,
4: no, my parents, uh, my father, who was not a man of many words and the words he did use, uh, this reviewer probably wouldn't like. <laughs> um, very much. No, my, my dad never pulled any punches for the words he he used. It was what it was, but at least he knew what he, you knew what he was saying. Um, wasn't belligerent about it. Um, yeah, I mean, th- there's people, there are certain people out there in the world that talking to him that I am uncomfortable listening to him because they, you, every other word out of their mouth is fucking Fucking this, fucking that. And yeah. not they're not they're not doing it like angrily. Like I get so pissed sometimes and I'm just like trying to vent to my wife and every other word oh, feels okay. like it's a fuck or fucking, you know. But there's just like random people you're talking to like a like at a high school basketball game and every other word out of their mouth is is fucking and it's like damn man. Maybe think of a new adjective. I don't know. Yeah, that that is
0: funny that <laughs> like, I'm sensitive to that, too. Like, um, I think it was the movie Step Brothers. There was just so many swears in it. And I was like, I really feel like they could find a new word here, you know?
4: Yeah, I'm speaking on a whole other level. Like, ser- Like, I'm talking like Ohio hillbilly style level where every other word and basically one out of every, or I'd say probably seven out of every ten adjectives for a, a noun is fucking. <laughs> fucking Wall Street Journal fucking the other day fucking came over here and fucking did this. Thing. It's, there's not,
0: yeah, that's, that's not exaggerating. That, yeah. I mean, I, I think is, be, that if you, any word you would overuse, right?
4: Like if, if somebody said the level, word
0: awesome every, every third word, you'd just be like, <laughs> I, you just, I mean, just the word awesome is not that awesome. So you got to really find something different. So,
4: yeah, if I'm on that level, uh, I really drank way too much. <laughs> like, i drink way way too much please call my wife and have her come pick me up right. i do think my wife i do
0: think it's very funny that every time somebody complains about the amount of swearing i think the swearing <laughs> goes up way more so it's almost like don't call attention to it you know well,
4: it's almost like let me explain to you why i use the word shit let me explain <laughs> to you why i use the word fuck uh all right moving on here uh this is gonna be a hard review to read because there was not a lot of there wasn't a whole lot of punctuation, and um,
0: it doesn't make any sense at all. So it's like but, sort of like Paul's letters to the Corinthians.
4: There's like se- yeah, there's like seven questions in here too, mixed in with. You
0: should start with brothers and sisters, and then never stop. <laughs> just like just run out of breath.
4: <laughs> uh, Paul really was an asshole. But, uh, <laughs> he just hated punctuation. I think so. Uh, uh, all right, this is from Nikki B, Southwest Michigan goat and then it's got the the purple devil oh so okay. i don't know yeah so i don't know uh it says jeff burris this is five stars jeff Bur- burris lining up in the power t for a touchdown five stars love the pod y'all are top tier love the banter and the nicknames i subscribe to all other ND football podcasts and they are all trash just put <laughs> out more con- they just put out more content than you guys So I want your guys' professional opinion on what I'm about to ask. Was Rick Meyer better, really, than Kevin McDougal? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm not mistaken. He wasn't the second string ever in Notre Dame history. Uh, Yeah, Kevin – Rick Meyer was fucking incredible. That's what makes the the legend, quote-unquote –
2: and we talked about this actually in the DMs the other day. Uh, I brought up the fact that uh, Lou Holtz wasted – wasted wasted years at Notre Dame only winning that one title he should have won a national title with Th- Rick
4: Mike this got brought up on the site when when Hayden dropped the Mike Bray is a villain is Mike Bray a villain uh article and everyone got pissed at the word villain and someone said "So they, someone brought up Holtz in the comments like what you call Holtz a villain I fucking absolutely would call Holtz a villain <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Because we had just got done talking about that in the DMs too a little bit. The amount of talent wasted in those in those fi- in those kind of mid years of Colts' tenure was he
2: incredible. should have won a title at some point between I mean, it can, he should have won a consensus title, I should say, Joshua. Uh at
4: some point before he left Notre Dame. Yeah, he's got and two he's got he's got two non consensus in eighty nine and ninety three. Right. And
2: I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but you needed 91 team. Oh my God. The 91 team should have won a title. And
4: right. It it was easier then than it is now. Hey, amen. Like so much easier then than it is now. And Notre Dame got such a. Had such an upper hand. Then, the ninety
2: the ninety-two team should have won a title. If you didn't shit the bet against Stanford, and by shit the bed, I mean lose by double digits to Stanford at home, you probably would have won the national title in ninety-two. No. Right? Because they went 10 1 1. And the the eventual national title champion was Alabama. And I'm I mean, you probably would have played Alabama. Instead of Texas AM and you beat number four Texas AM. I don't know. That this Alabama, siding, so
4: you beat Texas A. That Alabama team that year though. The Alabama team that year though was fucking good. Yeah. They were good, I mean, but like, you would have had a shot at really, them. Really? No, you would have definitely would have had a shot at them. But man, they, those guys were really Gene Stalins had them boys clicking. That was the George uh, T right? Yeah, George T, Copeland. Yeah. I mean, that that was that was that was a tough ass uh, Alabama team for sure. Uh, God, who was their quarterback that year? Uh, yeah. was it
2: Chad key. No, 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 no. It was uh Jay Barker. No, Jay Barker. Was that Yo, their quarterback? I, I want to say it's Jay Barker, but I, for some reason I keep thinking Jay Barker is a lot younger person. Yeah, it's Jay Barker was their quarterback and you okay. would have beaten that Alabama team with Jay Barker at quarterback. You would have beat him. You had the better quarterback. You had better running backs.
4: You had the better team. Yeah. Rick Meyer got wasted. I mean, honestly, I just I don't know that that talent got I look like, I know it's unpopular for us to sit here and say it and I think us three had kind of have the same mindset about it but Holtz is a little overrated. Holtz is Dan Devine. Everyone puts Holtz up in this big pedestal. Well, he did no more than Dan Devine did, honestly. Yep. Well, he would start rattling that, off other years.
0: The other thing I is that just, Holtz Holtz will be the first person to tell you that there was a certain sense of complacency that came in after 88 and that, yes, you know, he, he needed to be, have more of a killer instinct, like a Nick Saban, like one is not enough, you know, whereas I think that they, they, they spent so much effort climbing the mountaintop that once they got there, they, they were a little bit more.
4: And, um, and in his defense too, honestly, as far as the consensus titles go, they got, they absolutely got completely fucked in 93. Of course. Um, yeah. The no, no denying you that. You know there was, there there was just some some missed opportunities that were completely out of loose hand. There ninety three that was one, um, fucking uh, uh, the uh, the Phantom clip was another year.
1: Yep.
4: I mean just just some Holtz has a legitimate gripe for the amount of uh, but even, even of, the, be- the Phantom clip of over he had to do. Even the Phantom Clip, you're still a two-loss
2: team that shit the bat against Stanford once again.
4: Yeah. You would
2: have been one loss. Uh, no, because they lost to Penn State, too, that year. Phantom Clip year, right? I thought they were...
1: Ninety? Were, were,
2: they, were they four going into that? <laughs> I mean, probably, but, but there were was five. There were five going into that game, but they had two losses.
4: And that was that was the number one team in the country. But back then, the, I mean, the number five team could beat the number one team in a bowl game, and you could get... You had some hope. Because people yeah. could see football with their eyeballs. Yeah, but
2: Georgia Tech went 11-0 and 1. So that Georgia Tech then would have been... Yeah. They kept Georgia yeah. Tech from a, a title. No, I get it. I get it. Did Georgia no, I mean, Tech 90, get, a, get a claim to I that? I mean, 93 was the most atrocious. Yeah, Georgia Tech won the coaches poll, so it was a
4: split title. So, I mean, and Holtz is right. You know, if you're not going to give it to Notre Dame in 89 because of Miami then how do you not give it to Notre Dame in 93? Like they, they they use the opposite. (laughs) They use the opposite uh, argument against him, you know? So, but at any rate you put, you put the doubt in mind when you had the best talent in the country. So by, you know, shit in the bed against these teams should have lost you. People like jump on Brian Kelly for, you know, losing some of these games that he's lost. Just go back in the Holtz era. And look at some of the losses that Notre Dame had during the Holtz era.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not really comparable though. I mean, uh, Holtz only lost one time to a team under five hundred. Kelly yeah. did that
4: multiple times. And yeah. I mean you Holtz know, was know, really what I'm, not teams. You know, not I'm, right. I'm, right. But I'm talking about when they bring up just specifically big game losses. Like like our like our big like Alabama losing Oklahoma in in South Bend. Like those type of things they'll they'll want to harp on it, but we're doing that shit. Did we beat Ohio State? No. Lost two games of that. Uh, Stanford was a... Yeah, was but that was at the
2: end, right?
4: Out of reason.
0: Yeah, Holt, I mean, we were talking 95-96, right?
2: Yeah, that's at the end. Holt's, I mean, I, I get it.
0: On, it I, mean, no, you I, don't think I think Holt stands up much better than Kelly, but...
4: no. Oh, like, without, without question, he does. I mean, that's not... I wasn't trying to make that argument. I'm just saying it's not so... not so far away. Like... You, the legend of Lou Holtz keeps growing, right? Everything he does, everything he does, fans. The further think, we go from '88, actually, that. oh, but that's to be honest
0: with you. I think that I think that, that Lou Holtz has done more worse, uh, has done more harm to his own uh, standing um, in the last. What, what would you say? Probably six or seven years than he than he ever did um, during any of the under the you know under the tarnished dome kind of era or whatever, right? So
4: well, yeah, because I mean, once you start throwing. <laughs> Throwing personal political beliefs out there that people don't, don't agree with, they don't give a shit how many right. how many games you won. And then remember, nor, he, went, nor, to the, he went to the
0: they. he went to the Chad Tuff, um, the um, what was it like a some sort of Michigan was it signing day or something like that? And they talked about how great a yeah. Michigan uh, you, degree was and stuff.
4: Was, so you the, were big, you were
2: big, yeah. hating on that. You should. You don't go to the and that was Jim Harbaugh's big son. I literally read an, an article where they
0: the got Rashawn Gary. The top five reasons Lou Holtz is dead to me.
4: Yeah, like, yeah, and that's uh, that's a big one for sure. I mean, why would why wouldn't it be? Uh, all right,
0: continuing the whole, on. Like, Brian Kelly, I wrote Brian Kelly letters and he never wrote me back. Like, just that's just please, you're better than that. Stop doing that.
4: Yeah, I, and honestly. Even before the the uh, the decision to go public about his very conservative, uber conservative uh, political beliefs, people were already hating on him. Notre Dame fans because of the the fucking sideshow that Mark that May. he created on ESPN with Mark yeah. May. Yeah, and abs- just like Notre Dame was not a good football t- program, and they were struggling, and yet you kept putting them out there, you kept teeing it up for everyone to to fucking just knock him out of the park. Like it was, <laughs> I mean, if you take Lou Holtz out of that, out of that equation during the, during that time, the amount of Notre Dame jokes probably decreases by 75%. Cause they just weren't put out there like, like a bunch of fucking lambs of slaughter every week. So anyways,
0: well, uh, he probably isn't nearly as popular as Mark May was because he was an outstanding foil to Lou Holtz.
4: He was a professional wrestler in that role, I and mean, that was yeah. that was like listening he a, to he had a role
0: and he played it perfectly.
4: That was like listening to uh, the Jr. or who was that? The, like Bobby the Brain Heenan, and uh, who was that? Ooh, it was the one, the, the Cowboy Ross. Yep, Jim I Ross. Can, I can, yeah, Jim Ross. Like it's just like that. Um, moving on. All right, Uh, right, he's got some more here. Uh, Who? Who would you rather have Lee Becton, Autry Denson or Julius Jones? Julius Jones for one game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um, think Brendan's married and it could be arguably Julius Jones.
2: Um, so I guess, I guess the, the question here is uh, for the career, Autry Denson for yeah. the talent Becton for the, for the
0: game. No,
4: oh,
0: oh, Julius Jones was um, like,
4: the most Jones yeah. is the most
0: talented and, of the three. I was going to say when he was on, it was he was probably the most talented, right? Yeah,
4: he's the most talented. I mean, listen, <laughs> yeah, Lee Becton—not even Lee Becton—surprise is surprised at uh, the career Lee Becton had. <laughs> 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 there, there wasn't a better screen runner in the history of Notre Dame than Lee Beckton. uh But I mean, I think without question, the better, like the most skilled running back of those three was Julius Jones. Denson had a hell of a career. Um, Jones could have had a, a Denson type career, uh, but also had
0: um, missed a year.
4: Missed, yeah, had some yeah. had some issues. So, um,
0: I mean, I I mean, Archie Denson I, for me is is. I mean, first of all, Brendan I know loves him because of the, the twenty three action, right? But uh, uh,
2: yeah, he's my he was my first real favorite Notre Dame football
0: player. Yeah. I mean, it just absolute joy during my undergrad years to watch week in, week out. Um, and he just became sort of the gold standard. And, and I, I grew up watching Becton, certainly. Um, I appreciate the hell out of what Becton did, but I'm kind of more like with Josh, which is like Lee Becton is surprised at how well Lee Becton w- went, you know, and did. Yeah. Um, and uh that's... And, and and I think also I hold Denson high esteem because of what he did as running backs coach here too. I I, I can't separate the player from um, the
4: from the coach amazing coach, shitty recruiter, amazing coach. Yeah. Julius Jones has a four has a four game career, but also just, just Autry, putting that Autry Autry out there, Denson is a work like of a different. Well, he was a he's of a different world. Like, are you ever going to have a four year starter at running back? Again, yeah. Yeah. probably no. not. I mean, I mean, when's the when's the last time you had a four year starter running back at any big time program? Um, I don't
2: Rock know game. how long did Michael Hart, how long did Mike Hart at Michigan? I mean, uh, <laughs> right?
4: Mike I mean, Hart was a like four year starter at Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might be right. What about so what's what's the core I'm working on? Speaking of Michigan,
2: uh, uh, second year would so be his year. third
4: year. Okay. Yeah, but again, Mike
2: Hart, Mike four Hart was a four-year starter. He was a starter in 04, 05, 06, and 07.
4: I mean, Darius, Darius Walker could have been that four-year starter. He could have. Could have been. That, that senior year would have been hurtful. Uh, <laughs> Julius Jones ran
2: for 262 famously against Pitt, 221 against Navy, 161 against BYU, 218 against Stanford, and those four games are higher than like
4: the rest of his career essentially. Which is fine, like I said, i am just out of pure talent alone. I mean, Jones also had a better NFL career than the other he, two. He did. He did. Um, <clears throat> special teams wise, had a had a better career in college as a special teams player uh, than than those two. I just out of pure talent alone, I would if you were to was, draft and those two are in Le'Veon, front of me, I'd take Jones. Was Le'Veon Bell a four-year
2: starter? I feel because yeah. he had he had an enormous amount of uh, rush attempts. He was a three-yard starter He was a three-yard three-year starter with 671 rush attempts. Holy Jesus!
4: <laughs> and it well, they learned their lesson from not giving the ball to Ju Colerick enough. He had back in he the mid 382 rush
1: attempts in 2012. Good God. Hey. <laughs> Continuing. Because we're not, he's not done yet. Uh
4: Ray Zellers, Mark Edwards, or Rashawn Powers Neal.
0: I mean Mark Edwards, right?
4: Mark Edwards, yeah. Dude had a, he had a two game stretch, I think it was his senior year against BC and USC. For he's I, mean, I think he scored like six or seven touchdowns. Dude, it was incredible. I think against Boston College, he had I like, like he scored a touchdown like every third. I don't know. I did a story on it about so about the fullbacks and that, but like just going back to that two game stretch and that BC game, it's just fucking incredible. I mean, Mark Edwards was, was a perfect time, perfect offense for him. Um, I liked Rashawn powers, Neal a lot. Um, and it was a shame that, uh, that, you know, he missed out on the rest of the Oh five season. Um, because I think Charlie Weiss really had a lot, um, like the like the USC game, everyone brings up you know all sorts of things going on, like Bush push and all that shit. But there was a pass dropped was it by Schwab? Is it like it was just like if you do if you put Rashawn Powers Neal in that space, I think maybe that was Schwab's freshman year. But anyways, I like Rashawn Powers Neal a lot. I like Ray Zellers a lot too. He's got one of the greatest runs you ever watch uh, against Purdue when he was just smoke oh god he just smoked the full and kept going Um, but I think Mark Edwards hands down wins that one I'm not sure I mean the only other fullback in Notre Dame recent memory that you could be put up would be probably Bettis
1: that you could say would be better than Edwards right Uh, yeah I mean are are we counting Audra Gassmane as a fullback (laughs) (laughs)
4: hmm Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, it's still
1: not even close. I mean, and yeah, and Mark Edwards, where's he from? There it is. Ohio. Wow. There it is.
4: Ohio.
0: It's not um, close. I was just thinking of all the Stanford backs. Like Toby Gerhardt must have been a four-year back, right?
2: I don't know. Uh you know what? I think Toby Gerhart was and he pl- must have if he was, he played on some awful.
0: Oh, you know, well,
4: you know who was an awful guy?
0: Uh, LT, Ladamian Tomlinson at TCU. He was a four-year dude.
4: Yeah, okay. And see, but I don't think Gerhardt. <coughs> I think was not
2: because his 2007 <laughs> season he only played one game, but he started his freshman year. He started uh in 2008 and he started 2009. Okay.
4: Yeah. Denson was a starter for four straight years. I mean, his freshman year, he had a little more shared time and I think we had a lot, we had a pretty decent stable of backs that year too. I mean, did we still have Kinder and Farmer uh, and those guys his freshman year? I believe he had
2: 137 carries his freshman year. So I don't know if 137 is starter, but that's, that's a pretty good amount of carries, right? That's, that's hell yeah, it is. It's more than 95 season, Kinder carried at 143, Edwards 140, and Denson was 137. So I mean that's yeah. that's one A, one B. He was he was one B to Kinder's one A.
4: That's funny. I always bring up Farmer like he got more carries than he did, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like for some reason he sticks out to me. <clears throat> but he had I don't know. He didn't have that as many carries as it as it, my memory would. Would lead me to believe. Uh, it keeps going here. Uh, is the flank position the same as a slot? Yes. We don't need to talk about that. All-time starting wide receiver group going five wide. Who's the most prolific? Oh, Jesus. He's got a ton in here. So, all-time starting wide receiver group going five wide. Five wide receivers. Let's do this collectively, boys. Tim Brown. Uh, the five best Tim wide Brown. receivers. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Um, Golden Tate.
2: Matt Salerno. Uh, Shut up. Chris oh. Fink. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Chris oh, no. Shelton. Um,
4: They're all the same. Matt Shelton.
2: Yeah. They're all the uh, same. What 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 um
4: I don't know, man? So, so, I don't know. Tim Brown, Michael Floyd, Golden Tate, Jeff Samarja.
0: Um those are all really good answers.
4: Dude, I need a fifth. Derek Mays. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Great. Derek Mays was clutch. Yeah, clutch. But I mean, like, I mean, I mean, look, I like Snowball a lot, too. Like, I would throw, you know, Snowball's numbers would have been more if Samarjo wasn't so damn good. Can we pick? Uh, no, no, I have the
2: fifth one. Ew. The legend of the practice player that is Kevin
4: Austin.
1: <laughs> oh. The legend Yikes. of... The
4: legend of uh, who's the most prolific black quarterback in Notre Dame history.
0: Most uh, prolific Rice. black quarterback in Notre Dame history.
4: It's Tony Rice.
0: I mean, Tony Rice, Tony. probably
2: I'm surprised. None of us picked rocket Ishmael for receiver.
1: Um,
4: I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jerry's Jackson. I mean, you know what? But, but Jerry Jackson on that, on that 1988 team. You're talking about Tony Rice lost what three
0: games as a starter and one an national championship? Like
4: yeah. I, uh, I, reali- I, I, I realize I mean you're that. trying to be contrarian and I get it and I like no, it. No, 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 no. No, Jaris Jackson is my answer for a lot of a lot of questions because he's one of my favorites. He's one of my all time favorites
0: for He
4: didn't ask favorite though. He didn't ask favorite, he said best. Well, in my mind. I'm living in my mind, not not. I mean, Malik
0: Zaire never turned the ball over.
2: He did not, and he threw the most uh, perfect game,
4: quarterback rating wise, in Notre Dame history. Deshaun Kaiser is the most mentioned uh, quarterback in Notre Dame history that would have won a national championship had he come back another year.
2: That is factually <laughs>
4: correct. Uh, I mean, Tony Rice won a national Nothing championship. The there, it's it's hard not to not to mention him. I like Jarius Jackson a lot. I thought he was a hell of a quarterback. Um we'll go leave it at that. Oh, he put excluding Tony Rice. Oh, oh excluding
1: Tony Okay. Rice. Um I mean I got a soft in part. This. My heart for Jackson. I watched him as an undergrad. I mean it just Yeah. Makes sense. I mean,
0: like in terms of talent, maybe uh Kaiser was better that- or
4: Go back and watch some of the wins that Jackson had, some of those comeback wins he had. Fucking incredible. Was so it Oklahoma? Yeah, had a, the, one of the biggest ones that USC that same year. It's a tough year for Notre Dame in '99, but they had two of the greatest comeback wins of in program history in the one year. SC Can in
2: Oklahoma. I make an
4: argument for Demetrius Jones? No,
0: I, you could certainly try.
4: <laughs> I, I, was just, I was just wondering if I could. Well, I mean, we can make an argument for anything. I can make an argument that uh, that Yoast wasn't a uh, racist piece of shit, but well, I would be still wrong. be wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Thank you for that. Last review. God, these shows have been all reviews. There's good stuff. Uh, five stars from Bear Down Eli. A bone to pick. Hey guys. Oh. <clears throat> Not sure why my last review didn't get through, but anyway, trying again. I'm a Notre Dame student, and I'm always jealous of other teams' abilities to fill their stadiums with 30,000-plus students as opposed to our 10. But you'd think we could at least fill the stadium with ND fans, right? I just overheard my dad, who's a season ticket holder, talking about selling his USC tickets to a Trojan fan for profit, then buying tickets at face value. Well, it makes sense, sort of. Don't Didn't we used to have principles? <laughs> I think this kid's about to get kicked out of his house. I love this. Uh, I tried to I tried to talk him out of it, but money seems to be to mean more to him than beating the piss out of Kalen Williams. Sigh. I know it's a sore subject with students and the OFD pod alike. So can't wait to relight this flame. Irish fans, keep your tickets. And this is all caps, bros. Irish fans, keep your tickets, drink Trojan blood, wear green, not boring navy blue, stand up, cheer. Don't listen to the usher telling you to sit down. He's 95 anyway. Go Irish beat Trojans. Um, I will say in that dad's defense that dad's defense, he's probably trying to figure out a way to pay for your fucking tuition. Well, how about this? Uh, <clears throat> just
0: don't don't take season tickets if you're not gonna if you're not gonna use them for the for the best game, right? Yeah, I would say that i say that's a I can, that's a way I to can say see money. that. what you, you There's do no that way the you're going to make games. enough profit on the USC game to pay for your season tickets. Just no way.
2: No. no. Here, here's the other part too is and why Josh is sympathetic to it. I mean, the dad obviously is a um, uh, Gen Xer, right? Just age wise, so, so you you would line up with that, right?
4: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't know. He maybe maybe he had maybe this maybe this kid right here was. Uh, was a big surprise. Dad turned fifty. Dad turned fifty and and got mom. Maybe mom was a little younger. And got her, got her knocked up. We don't get another situation here. It's always tough to know a situation.
0: Look, I, I think I famously wrote a I fa- famously wrote an article about the Georgia game and selling your Georgia tickets. They got roasted pretty hard on uh, on one foot down. But I, I will say this: selling your tickets for the USC game to a USC fan. Is not going to yield you enough profit to make you feel better about the fact that you just sold your tickets to USC fans. So, um, if, if you know if the, if you're getting fifty bucks off of the whole thing, then just you know eat the fifty bucks and sell them to an entertainment I
2: don't think he. I don't think he gets thirty bucks for that. Well, here's he gets, here's the thing, guys. I mean, what Jude, What is this the uh, what's the current price of silver, and how much is thirty pieces of silver worth?
0: <laughs> well, look, I think. Uh, I, I we've had this right I had
2: mean, this you're Judas.
0: I, you know we're we're going to we're going to agree to disagree about you know at some point the the cost becomes to the point where it makes no sense for you to hold on to your tickets or sell them to a fellow Notre Dame fan for at cost when you know that the market is way above that
4: um See see the the, the important thing to hear to do is, is to not make this about math because math is stupid and dumb and we all know dumb. that it's all about emotions math, math is dumb Exactly no So hear me out. What his dad is doing is not nearly as egregious. And here's why we know the amount of USC fans that are going to show up at South Bend. We know the amount. It's not a lot, whatever, whatever the number you think it is, not a lot. Don't worry about it. The problem Notre Dame has had in their stadium. Get took over has been by fan bases who don't normally come to South Bend. Correct. And have rabid fan bases. Georgia, they never got out of the fucking southeast re- region. They were dying. They were dying to get a fucking a big game scheduled elsewhere. It made all the sense in the world. They came in droves. Nebraska, big time program that travels, doesn't play Notre Dame a lot. These are two, two of the like the blue blood elite programs of the last seventy five years, right? Like they showed up because that was what they were that's what they know they have nothing else to do like it, that was what they do Cincinnati they showed up why because they're four hours of fucking way and they were playing for a playoff Cincinnati's not a small school it's a big school there's plenty of people out
0: big school that, big alumni base equals big alumni they, base yeah
4: exactly so, in, so in more, this in this area too so right. it wasn't like they were traveling from fucking from Tempe the more
0: yeah. More to the to the uh, to the question at hand, you know, things will only improve until and when Notre Dame consistently fields a team and they don't um and a great team and they don't play the Middle Tennessee's or I'm sorry the whatever tennis East Tennessee State or whatever whoever we're playing this year um and Central Michigans. Now I understand that they need to do some of those games, but it's hard to say I'm going to get hype about you know this game instead of saying somebody else wants this ticket i'm just going to you know grab some grab a co- quick buck or whatever and you know these 230 games against low low energy teams with an aging alumni base equals a recipe for a very quiet stadium and we've talked about this for years and it's not going to get better until until Notre Dame is such a tough ticket to get and the only way that they're a tough ticket is if they play marquee games at home and they're, and they're a fantastic team Clemson and in playing the, you know, the bottom of the barrel ACC team year in and year out is not going to get it done. No.
2: And And you know what? I'm glad that the dad, I'm glad that um, the, the reviewer's dad said USC and he didn't say the game where Notre Dame fans need to hold on to their fucking tickets. And that's Ohio state.
4: And that's the Ohio State game. game. You need to
2: clasp those tickets like you need to put a death grip on them. See, the dad probably
4: the dad has wisdom. The dad has ages, has years of wisdom behind him. He knows the amount of SC fans are gonna show up at South Bend. He knows. It doesn't change. It does not change drastically. There's not a huge influx. They can't even sell out their own goddamn stadium when
2: they're playing UCLA. Now,
4: Now, so if you but if you want some recent history to like Help us out here. Everyone was worried about Clemson last year, right? It's not a word. Everybody was like petrified that we're going to have a sea of orange at that stadium. It did not happen. It did not, not happen. Ha- I was not. I was less worried than most people. I was worried. I had, I had kind of a – we had already been here regardless of the 2020 thing. It wasn't some novelty. It's, it, it's a good fan base, but it's not Georgia, man. It's not Nebraska. It's not Ohio State. It's just not it's it's not on that level Look, of fandom. I think the bot-
0: I think the thing we can all agree on is if dad is so hard up for 50 bucks cash, um, he should he should jettison his season tickets as a whole instead of selling to USC fan, because there's just yeah, there's I'm not, no way. Yeah, I'm definitely not USC advocating carrying I'm definitely
4: a not premium. Advocating tickets, yeah.
0: There's just not enough USC fans who are interested in that game that to carry enough of a premium. So. Um, I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what his seats look like. I don't know I mean, how, how many years he's had tickets or how many years tickets have been in his family or whatever. But suffice to say, um, Brendan in this case is right. It's not worth the thirty pieces of silver. No, I would be disagreeing if it was. You know, the uh, Georgia twenty uh, nineteen was it twenty nineteen? Well, they were well, they um,
4: were shell out a grand a
0: ticket. Or, then, uh, Nebraska, then I mean, the fiscal—it
2: was fiscally irresponsible not to sell your
0: tickets. USC, you're yeah, not, you're not being. Capitalism still is still a thing.
4: Yeah, and so. the, like the Notre Dame USC week, I guarantee you, no one's gonna have a problem
1: calling up and get a ticket. You're not gonna have a problem getting a ticket that game. If you want to go, you can go. I guarantee it. Yeah, I
0: just don't think Notre Dame. <laughs> I think there's a good, a better than. Um, Better than good chance that one of those teams isn't isn't that great and therefore it's not gonna be hard to get a ticket. So which one? Um, I guess it will remain to be
4: seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jude, you cagey bastard. Oh, dude.
2: That's what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to hear who wasn't gonna be good. It's I want to hear say, Listen, team secretly trash, fellas. USC.
0: USC trash. Hey, uh, there's a, there's a reason why the last two podcasts we've been on, we've uh, literally talked about nothing that's happening in the current Notre Dame football team, <laughs> literally nothing. Is, I mean, do you want to talk about Marty Biaggi's official announcement that he was absolutely hired
2: not? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, so I did, I did, I did, let's I did, talk, about, let's talk about all the
0: commitments that we've got during up, during the pot of gold, the uh, splash. We don't have, we don't have time for that. We
4: don't mm-hmm. have time for that. Yeah. yeah. No, the pot of gold thing was for guys that are for the 25 class, which I don't give a shit. I, I would the, yeah. They I would get for them. They
2: fill up your social media. I have no problem with that. Fill up your that, social media with cool stuff that Notre Dame's doing.
4: That is great. My only problem, my only problem lately has been I've seen more stories about twenty five guys than twenty four guys, and that isn't just this last week. It's been like the last two months. Listen, it's just like, are we are we not recruiting for the twenty four class? Listen, like, I, are, are we unsure about what's going on? With because to me, i feels like anyone. Yeah. And I, I, look, I, I am not going to get o- overly critical about the recruiting process right now. Cause I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I know what's being told to people via recruiting reporters and things aren't, I mean, there just isn't a whole lot of noise out there now. Is that a, it's definitely not a good thing, but I'm not sure if it's a bad thing either. Like I just So I don't know if it's that terrible to not have, you know, a flurry of like five or six commitments over the last couple of months or even two. Uh, But, I mean, I'm okay with I'm okay with where they're at right now. I guess in theory, it's not a huge bother. Well, you don't have to you don't have to win mid-March, but at the
0: same time, like it just doesn't feel like there's even neutral momentum.
4: Well, we also know March doesn't matter, right?
2: Uh, what are you talking about? I'm thinking of all of the uh, the, the March wins that we had. What was Notre Dame's recruiting class ranked uh, last March? Probably How many won, the Five stars in Notre five. Dame's last March recruiting class ended up in their class.
4: Right. So it gives us a great reason to just ignore the shit out of it this, this time around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been That's telling great. you guys for years to ignore recruiting, but you just
4: won't do it. No, fact, no, 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 pod, no, The five-star, uh, five-star pod. Dude. I know I, don't, I know I don't email you the site stats every month. But if, <laughs> but if you did, you'd realize why recruiting gets talked about.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it.
4: <laughs> but I mean yes, it's a there is a, there is a bunch of po- I don't I try not to put out pointless recruiting stories. Like I am definitely not putting and I say pointless like for me to do it, not for like a Tom lawyer or a Matt Freeman. But I am I am not regurgitating like so and so was offered or this for it. no I don't give a shit about any of that. Um some, only and as far as like visits go, like if you're a five-star and you're playing an official visit like uh, like we just had, okay, that's newsworthy. Um because that means that guy's gonna use one of his five visits that he gets for Notre Dame. Cool. Although we've also found out last cycle, no one gives a shit about official visits anymore. Someone's gonna pay for that trip, and it ain't gonna be the recruit one way or another. Right. I mean, I don't think Peyton Bowen's family was uh was able to afford traveling, uh all the fucking time. Uh, just, saying. just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. But no, there, I, there is not a whole lot of news right now, and I honestly, that's fine uh, because that means. There's not a whole lot of nonsense going on. The like the biggest news was that Brandon Hillman isn't coming to Notre Dame. Um, Personal reasons. uh, He personally disliked foreign languages, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, yeah,
1: allegedly.
2: You know, if he couldn't, if he could have put that Michigan commitment tweet in more than one language, he probably would have put that commitment tweet to Notre Dame.
4: So I took a. He got offered by USC. And he used a picture of Notre Dame USC from, la- from last year in it. And so I took a screenshot of it because I'm not going to quote, tweet, or review. And, yeah, and I tweeted something out. And I normally don't delete a tweet after I tweet it out. Like, it is what it is. I ended up deleting it because it did look a little petty. But I, d- I did want to call it out. Like, that's a that's a fucking troll. Look at me being a troll. You know what I mean? I can't get into Notre Dame because I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. Uh, so now I'm going to use this picture of Notre Dame getting beat by their biggest rival. I'm a fucking troll. So, but I deleted it because it was a bad look. You no,
2: know, Jordan
0: said, fuck them kids.
2: <laughs> you deleted it because you're very professional.
4: We are very, professional. well, we know that's not the case. We know that's definitely not, <laughs> not the case, <laughs> but yeah, we get I mean, was so he goes up to Michigan It is what they don't have a foreign language requirement, apparently, and that's fine. I don't, I don't, I I really don't care. And I don't mind that Notre Dame has a foreign language requirement. I don't. But when a kid says he's going to do it and doesn't do it, that's on him, man. People are pissed at Notre Dame. Tell them that's a bad, that ain't a bad look for Notre Dame. Go ahead. I mean, it's a bad, put the story out there. The kid didn't hold up to his end of the bargain. It wasn't a grades issue. You don't have to say great. He's not stupid. Although, I mean, using the correct form of two in a very public tweet probably would have helped. <laughs> but, I mean, he just he decided he wasn't going to do the necessary work. He wasn't going to do the thing that was supposed to get him in, that he had probably already promised that he would. You don't accept a commitment from someone. It's on him. It's on him. And it's fine. That's his life. He's going up to Ann Arbor. He'll go do his thing. We'll see how his career pans out. It is what it is. But I'm not going to hang Marcus Freeman out to dry for it. I'm not going to hang Notre Dame out. I mean, I'll hang Notre Dame out to dry for lots of issues, Uh, lots of academic issues, too. Um, But this one, I'm not going to. I mean, whatever. You told the kid you needed that. He said, "Okay." Hmm." Allegedly. 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 (laughs) I'll break out some letter candy gifts for that one. Allegedly. He fucked an ostrich. So that was the biggest news, honestly.
1: Biagi, yeah, I mean, uh, other
2: than other than uh, next week, football's back, babe, boys. Football's back.
4: No, you know what was the big bigger than all that? It was Audric Quick Feet Estime? Oh, dancing tear, Ireland, tearing up wow. a jig in Dublin.
2: That is very true, and it was very good. There may not be mo- a more likable player on the team.
4: Vinodhakasthame, honestly,
2: when was the last time they had someone on the level of likability? It was Jerry Tillery, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's sort of the standard of like somebody who just like virally
0: became likable. Not, I mean the the play. Well, certainly I mean it was viral. There was a whole there was a whole Showtime marketing yeah. campaign behind
4: it. I would have li- I would have liked to have seen that marketing campaign when when Golden Tate. Wow. Well, we because I mean he's got Tate Golden's got plenty of personality. Oodles of personality uh, and, Notre, and, the, and Notre Dame didn't have any fucking idea what to do with, and never yeah. did anything with. But you saw enough of it out in the field where you knew it was there, and then when he got to the NFL, there was it was all it was all coming it was out. It was right there, yeah. It was the, it was there the whole time. Uh but yeah, i will just guess to me it might be one of the more likable players. I think we enjoyed time. everyone
0: on the Inside the Garage podcast, right? They seem pretty likable.
1: Um
2: yeah, no, sort I, of. I mean, the Inside the Gra- like not to disparage the Inside the Garage podcast, but the vibe I always got it was like Kyle and friends. Yeah. Mm.
4: Uh, no, see, I I, wrong, I, I got I kind of got the Yeah, I kind of got the opposite. Like I So I was thought, the friends Kyle? I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought on the podcast they were all on the same level. I mean, with everything that, rather than on the yeah. field, where obviously Kyle Hamilton was a was an you know just a absolute beast mode. But I think on the podcast they were all on the same level, uh, which was which was kind of nice. And some of the jiving back and forth, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed I mean, it. It's,
2: as far it as like, it, the...
4: listen, it was not. I think people were expecting it to be more than what it was.
2: Yes, and I think and it started that I, way, and I think they I think got the rendered.
4: assumption, I, yeah, I think the assumption might have killed it for some people, but I appreciate it for what it, for what it ended up being for sure. When it the was first not,
2: episode started with the Kyle Hamilton spit cup story, I thought, was oh boy, we got, we got something, we got something special—a real inside look at what's going on. <laughs> and
0: I think after but the spit last, cup story, that got, got a lot less dead. interesting.
4: Yeah. So you. So you know how like every new series, like if it's on HBO or or whatnot, like every new series, like the first episode of a brand new series, is like half porn for twenty five percent of the time, right?
1: Uh, yeah, of course.
4: Yeah. Yeah, because it draw, because that's gonna draw the viewers in. It's Like it's edgy, it's sexy, it's got all this. Shit. It draws you in. It's just like, you know, every. Like Game of Thrones did that. Of course, they did that with like Rome. The entire Rome first famously did that too. Rome really did that, and uh, God, I would, I just rewatched Rome a short it's, while ago. It's a phenomenal show.
2: They yeah, had a, it, a minuscule budget, and they still managed it. Like, if they would have had, if Rome would have came out today, we would have gotten these immaculate battle scenes. And in oh, Rome, yeah. they were just like a oh, battle
4: happened a battle happened which I actually I appreciate cuz I don't really care about I appreciated about. It too I thought it was a better show it, because in it, those like kind it. of storylines I appreciate less like that's why I like Last Kingdom better than Vikings because they kept they kept the action like the the fighting sequences down a lot less I and mean, it was less I don't know man it was, it was less bullshit attached to it um and you get the the story of it all uh but I was also when I watched Rome, I was surprised I, how I still have a massive crush on uh on the redhead, whatever her name is. She was in Patriot games too. Uh, Ginger Spitzer. No, oh, it's not her name. Oh, that <laughs> been. That's a pretty great name though. That is a great name. But anyways. Yeah. I had, remember when that first came out. I thought, God, this woman is a not, she should be on everything. And she was only like on a couple of things. But anyways, she might've been the fat lady in the mirror. in one of the Harry Potter movies too which blew me away.
1: The sound of my voice. At any rate, you got, a, you got, a,
4: you know, kind of a flash, flash of the fan grab to get these people on there. Um, and that's kind of what All the Kyle pick up story was. Polly. Yes.
0: She was she in was enchanted a- April Patriot games sliver. Oh, sliver. sliver yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah restoration the gambler and savage messiah
4: she's only 12 years older than me
0: by the way um, josh you're, you're my age this is totally off topic but did you guys pass around copies of uh bound like we did at uh, at another Dame and talk about the quote-unquote great cinematography no <laughs> you, know gina, you know the gina gershon uh, jennifer Tilly yeah. movie Bound. Nope. yeah no like you got to watch this great cinematography
4: for us. It was for us. The movie that got passed around was kids. Oh God. I mean, no. Like, and anytime I watch, yeah, so, I've watched that movie twice in my life. And each time I felt worse. <laughs> the, the, worse kid the, for it. the kid on the skateboard, right? Just God. Yeah. It's such a, what was down, it?
0: don't, don't worry, Jenny. It's me, Casper. Ugh. yeah. Kids is like, that's rough. That's you just rough. feel like,
4: uh, like humanity has no hope. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, but that was a big one that got. I remember being in, in school. But I mean, for us, ours yeah, was not
2: feeble as the passer.
4: Well, I mean, back then too, that was when Paul Fiction first came out. That was a big one that that we were watching.
0: Um, what was the What was the movie that was always playing on in the background that nobody was watching, but always seemed to be turned on? And for us, it was Austin Powers. Days
4: Confused. Blow. Yeah. Blow. Interesting. <laughs> oh.
0: Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah,
4: awesome Powers, that came out like my freshman year, I think. The first one.
0: Yeah, ninety seven, I think it came out. And it just I seemed had, to be the I one that everyone went to a
4: friend and then the he, yeah, up, the And
0: it just like when you didn't know what to put on, you were having people over and you knew that you needed some sound for the room so that it wasn't like a dead vibe. You just Mall put on, rats. but but you never expect anyone to watch it. Mall rats is another one, yeah, for sure. Yeah rats. Yeah, there I was. Like I mean, there was. So There's several. I'd probably be, be the dork watching it. So,
4: yeah. So I was, tra- know, I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is stupid. Um. So, anyways. So wherever we're, wherever we're at, there isn't a whole lot of news, and that's fine. We've got Cam coming up. Um, luckily for us too. There's not going to be a whole lot of media access, uh, very little. It's it's good. It's not good for the f- for sports writers because they just they just flip out and get all pissed off about it. I don't mind it because it keeps us. Away. I don't mind it as much because it keeps us away from from making a whole lot of bullshit out of nothing. Like spring, I don't I don't need to get in another rant about spring football, but spring has just got so many. Bullshit storylines that absolutely have nothing to do with the fall. And I don't like, I don't feel like wasting my fucking time with it anymore. Like it, it's just nonsense. It was like when Chris Stewart moved to the nose tackle for spring, who cares? Uh, you know, like all the moving around of Avery Davis uh, for like two springs, who cares? I mean, it's just it, nothing ever. The Max Redfield drama, the Kevin Austin lighting Kevin,
0: up the, you know, the off season drama, right?
4: You know, and I, and I, I I hate using the term junior jabby award anymore, and I right. refuse to use it. But I will say junior jabby. I mean, right. kind of <laughs> like those kind of, that kind of stuff just floats around. Now you'll have some good stuff, and I think for a lot of the beat beat writers.
0: I mean, well, Corey, they Corey, Corey Holmes running the fastest 40 among the wide right. receivers. And uh, didn't Jude all hot, all hot right. bother? And I Warriors. did the same exact thing with Tobias Merriweather, who I still am not going to give up on. I still am going to be, He's be a, and on Tobias Merriweather in 2023.
4: So. And see, that's what that's what bothers me about spring, too. It's because what, what year is Tobias Mer- Merriweather going into, Jude?
0: I believe junior, right? Sophomore. Oh, yeah, that's right.
4: He, yeah. be a sophomore. And the, the way that fans, the media isn't as, isn't as guilty as fans are of this. Um, But certainly there's just a tendency of like almost writing a guy off like after their freshman year, if they didn't like perform to their level or I I don't even know. It's, it's like, it's like, you have those guys then you have the guys that are like, that they'll hype out of nothing. Like there was no there's absolutely no production and actually nothing to base it off of. But you think that he's gonna, it's just all these assumptions made out of well, it's, like,
0: it's like it's like how we spent all this time waiting for um, Brayden Lindsay. Right. It, it's like UHND has this now or never series where it's just like the, it's always guys that you say that guy should have broken out by now. And then you're just like, well, this is the year. And it's never it never is the year. Yeah. It's rarely ever the year. Right.
4: Yeah, you're right. It rarely ever is the year. Sometimes so those guys are, are well, just what they the, are. Uh, this, is, this is Tim to-
2: O'Malley, This is the Tim O'Malley theory. where like the guy who they think is going to break out the previous spring. Um, is probably going to break out that the next year. Right. They there did was, that like, about this the guy who's going to break so this out is- this year. And then- so this
0: is a good for Toby then. Right.
2: Well, yeah. And like Riley Mills. Well, I'll one. guarantee you this. Uh, he'll have more catches.
0: Yeah.
2: Then he did. Uh, what do you
4: have? One. You think he'll have more than one. I think so. Will he have more touchdowns than he did last year? Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a good
2: question. That's Maybe you old, should make uh, that a profit. Will he have? Will he have more touchdowns? Uh, that's the, the is that the Javon McKinley line? The Javon McKinley. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn you, close. You see the Javon McKinley line, like basically almost get a thousand yards, but not, uh, but but not get the touchdowns to go with. Oh, This you
0: know was another one of those spring uh, storylines that never came to fruition. Cole Komet throwing, throwing a pass because he was a baseball player. Right
4: Yeah. now, now
0: it's, that's, that, that's the legacy of Mitchell Evans. Now it was, uh, that was, that was Avery Davis throwing a pass
1: too. Right. We saw that. Right. And we, Brennan and I got that right in our faces. Uh, <laughs> so I
4: mean, I mean, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited for spring though in a funny way. Like, like I'm ready for a, I'm ready for some changes. Like, right? Like I'm ready for something different. And at least you know we're at least I'm not gonna try to knock Reese here. But at least we're gonna get some fucking fresh shit going on. Something different is gonna go on this year, and it starts this spring. Um, well, you and, know, the other you know, thing is, too, like, I don't think, you know, in, pre- in pre- previous years, not not
0: nor so recently, but like we've had, um, well, on the women's side, for sure. But on the men's side, we've had we've had basketball to distract us. Right. Like we got to watch. Don't now. have that
2: distraction now.
0: <laughs> right. And oh, so now, now we're down to the women's team and yeah. they're injury riddled and and they they're going to play a Maryland team that they've previously lost to when they're fully healthy and at home. And so this could very well end in a week, and I hope obviously hope not. I'm rooting it like hell for them. But the, the men already, you know, they were already eliminated. They they weren't they didn't even go, right? Um and so that we also
4: had we also had hockey tournament runs. Right. Hey Brent, did, did yeah. you happen to see did you happen to see who made it in the NCAA tournament for hockey? No, who made it? So the cutoff line was thirteen on the pairwise. Yeah. Which left which left out fifteen Alaska and sixteen Michigan State. <laughs> so, <laughs> bravo! Notre Dame ended up seventeenth. If Notre Dame would have, all they had to do was beat Michigan State in that series, and they were they would be in because they'd probably be maybe tenth of the pairwise. Um But, fucking uh, what was that? Holy, can oh uh, can? How do you pronounce that? Can Isis? Can Canesius? Can yeah, Isis. I think yeah. it's pronounced Isis. I so <laughs> they're ranked forty-one. They beat Holy Cross in their conference championship game. Holy Cross was ranked forty-six. And because it's out of auto-bid conferences, they're fucking in the tournament. Which is just a feels like a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's bullshit. Anyways. Uh but yeah, at least Michigan State didn't make the tournament. That was uh sweet justice as far as I was concerned. Not justice, just like thank fucking God. Notre Dame shit the bet against the party so bad. Uh this year, it's just Michigan gets a a one seed and nobody just beat the piss out of them. So, and Ohio State and Penn State sitting there in the eight nine spots. So,
0: it's just it's like a, it's we're in a weird kind of thing where you know it's still early on on, on baseball. Hockey didn't hockey didn't make it, and they're not it's having, not having a good year. to make it. Women's basketball is the, the end is coming sooner than, than later, you know, and,
4: but that, that number one is lit up on grace. All though, Jude. Oh yeah, that's right. Men, Men's, Men's cross. Perfect. As they smoked Michigan. Smoked Michigan. And, um, Oh God, whoever was number two lost too.
1: um, Notre Dame was two. Oh so yeah. Whoever was number one lost. Uh, um, yeah. I can't remember. Anyways, no matter. matter.
4: name's going to be number one. Men's lacrosse, line up Grace Hall, baby. Uh, so and that's I mean, good they, news. I'm, yeah, baseball. The way that they're crushing struggling. teams
2: and good teams. I mean, that, there's there's natty potential there, right? I'm no lacrosse expert. Oh god, yeah. Oh yeah. But I've been watching oh, yeah. the men's lacrosse team. That's And that's natty potential.
4: Yeah. So I wanted to say this because I was uh, the thought that I just remembered that I had the other day. The problem with Notre Dame baseball is the same problem Notre Dame hockey has right now. It's like, it's just boring. So <laughs> it is just, it is Notre Dame's hockey team was the, was literally the biggest team in college hockey. They're just big bruisers. Their games were terribly low scoring. They had a great right, goalie. They had team. the best goalie. Uh, he was first team All-American, right? He was first. He was definitely, he was first team Big Ten he just got. I'm not sure what the All-American status Lies, think, but he was one of the best in the country. Michelle was just—I mean, he was—he was amazing. But Notre Dame is winning games like one nothing, two one. I mean, that's their. See, it's—it's just not very, especially for college hockey. It's—it wasn't very exciting hockey. Um, not a whole lot of shots on goals. Notre Dame baseball right now—they cannot fucking hit worth a shit. They just cannot. Uh, so it is, and it's rough to start a whole like. Your first 17 games are on the road. That's that's a rough way to start a season in any sport. Um,
0: So the the Midwest and playing spring sport, right? Why don't they make baseball in the fall?
4: Uh, That's a good question. Because you're going to end up in cold weather one way or another. I mean,
2: you're going to go because you don't want to play your postseason
4: in the winter. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. It warms up in in other places it warms up. And, you know, I guess the better question
2: is why don't you play it in the summer? Um, You couldn't start in like August or something. You couldn't start in like, I don't know, April.
4: (laughs) And roll through July. I mean, I'm with that. I'm cool with that. Let the kids have the fall semester off.
1: Maybe it'd be better. I mean, it certainly would, would be better.
4: Up. It would be better for the northern teams if that was the case. I mean, Notre Dame, Michigan, uh, De- UConn. Forbid some, they they heaven soft. forbid they do something. Heaven forbid they do
2: something in sports that's good for the northern team.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No shit. So, I mean, Central Michigan, which is a. I mean, even hey, that's a that's a good baseball program. Uh, they could definitely use that. Yeah, they they're fucking around. At any rate, I'm ready for some freshness this spring. I'm ready for Sam Hartman. I'm ready for the Sam Hartman experience to happen. I'm ready for accurate throws. I saw a picture of Drew Pine uh, practicing spring football in Arizona. How does how that look? Just chuckled, man. I just chuckling. He I think he looks bigger. I think he looks bigger. Not yeah. not taller, but he looked like his arm. He looked like he beefed up a little bit. Um, but I'm just like the difference in what we're about to get than what we had. Might be the most ex- extreme change at the quarterback position in Notre Dame that I can ever remember. I mean, it's what was Demetrius the Jones? <laughs> yeah, to Jimmy Clausen. You know, yeah, and that would—that's the opposite way for sure. Yeah, yeah that's I think, what I mean. That's like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. That's okay. That's actually, that's actually perfect. This is the opposite of what Quinn Demetrius Jones was for sure. I like so. Demetrius Jones
0: catching strays. <laughs> I mean, I, I did not walk into this podcast and be like, he, he mentioned twice, but here we are.
4: Here we are. Just, just Google subway domer, Demetrius Jones conversation. Uh, he can read the, uh, little, uh, little interaction I have with him, uh, in the stadium during a football game that he chose not to play in.
2: Oh, yeah. how'd that
4: Michigan, go? Right. The, uh, Michigan state. He opted not to get on the bus to go to Michigan and then during the Michigan State game, he just showed up next to me, used my phone. So I had Alex Flanagan's phone number, which was awesome, uh, for a hot minute. Uh, talking all sorts of shit about Charlie Weiss. Asked me if he should hit Charlie Weiss in his fat fucking head Oh, uh, with whatever he had in his hands. <laughs> he says, God, what you would have bet, I, Charlie Weiss in his fat fucking head with this. And I wanted to be like, I didn't think you were that accurate, Chief, but, you know. That was interesting. Um, but yeah, this is a huge change. Uh, we're The level of quarterback play we're about to get this year is going to be way, way different. And look, I have no idea how – I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't know how good of a quarterback coach Gino Gadouli really is. Gadouli.
2: Oh, uh, Pompadouro no. Primavera, right. Yeah, yeah got, got it, got
4: it. Uh, right. Pomodoro. <laughs> I forgot our, I forgot we got the taste of Italy on the roster, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, we got the Florence chicken uh, at uh, special teams. Of all of Notre Dame's problems last year, the wide receiver position, I I do eventually think that things got figured out as the season went on. Yeah. And now I think we're sitting. I won't say we're, there's an. You can't say there's an embarrassment of riches. But I think there's a lot of talent to be used, plus the new additions. There might be some use out of of one of the three freshmen that showed up early. Um, I I think there's a lot to go off. I love right now that there's two Caleb Smiths. One's a graduate senior. The other one's going to be a freshman. And if you are cool like me, you are using the terminology Caleb Smith, the elder, and Caleb Smith, the junior. Uh, (laughs) I love it. So, so uh, but I mean, I just, I, I'm just kind of excited to see how that all works.
0: Are they spelled um, the same? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice.
4: Oh, yeah. They're both they're, both, they're both, they're both K's. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens with the running back room. I have no idea where Jadarian Price is at with his um, rehab. Um, hopefully he's, I don't, I, I doubt we'll see him in the spring. Um, but I mean, I put it in an article just a couple of days ago, like with Brandon Hillman deciding that he wasn't going to speak Spanish, or German, or French, or Italian, or Lithuanian. You know that still leaves eight spots that need to be freed up by by summer. And yes, as soon as you mention that, you get a, oh, it'll don't worry about it. I'm not worried about them getting 85. That's not the point. The point is which of those eight are bouncing that are on this roster right now. Like, that's the more, that's the interesting part. And I, in the past, I've like, I've tried not to talk, about, say, names because it's, well, it's a little disrespectful. A little right? rude, yeah. A little rude. I mean, it, it it is. But also, I think there's also reality to it that you have to talk about it because how can you not? Right. There are eight players on this roster that and are not, not going to be here at least, at yes. least come fall. So I firmly believe like come, come Wednesday when we have the uh, the press conference and they hand out, you know, you'll get the official spring roster. You'll probably see four guys not on there. Right. Like, like uh, this, guy's on, yeah. this guy's on the roster. This guy's on the roster. Like, that'll be handled. Then it comes down to like, so let's say half the guys that you need gone are going to be gone just for whatever reason that day. Then you'll have the other four and that's just at the minimum. I mean, that's just the minimum of guys you need to get down to 85. That's not saying that that's the only, it could be, 10-11 guys, who knows? Because as spring goes on, even though we don't get to see a whole lot, and the spring game is really isn't a isn't a uh, an accurate portrait of where the team's at, those guys know. They know their pecking order going out of spring and into fall camp and the likelihood of them earning playing time or earning a starting job. So guys like Rocco Spindler, you know, maybe in the spring, if he gets if he looks like he's getting buried. That's a guy that could bounce, but there's also like there's senior other senior offensive linemen or other offensive linemen with veterans. Tosh Baker um, is one. Um, it's also uh, just a reminder that um, anything that you
0: read from beat reporters who don't get to personally witness anything but talk to exclusively to coaches about how practice went is just propaganda.
4: Well, yeah, it's whatever storyline they want. The coaches want to spin. So right. take it for what this, it is. This, this, the coaches
0: could literally tell you anything, be, and if, if you don't see it, then you have no way to independently verify it.
4: And so we joked in the so DMs, you, right? Like you repeating
0: it is just prop you just being a prop, an arm of a propaganda arm of the university.
4: There is one. There is one full practice that has allowed to be viewed this year. One. And we joke to the DMs that we guarantee there's like a 220 play scrimmage the practice before. Yeah. <laughs> so which they did the, in the fall.
0: I was gonna say and the the one that they see is is two hours of stretching, right? And a drill in which Marcus Freeman brings in a soccer ball and has him do goal line shit.
4: Yeah, it's it if you are and, dependent it, on accurate if you want an accurate depiction of what the season might look like from spring, you are just setting yourself up to be definitely. fooled. to be fooled, And any B the beat writers will all tell you this too. They're not, they're not trying to sell you a, a, something else. They know it. They say it too, but all we can write is what's put in front of our plate. Now how you frame it is definitely one thing. Maybe some will embellish or, or really buy into what, they're being told because they won the – because some coach or some player won a press conference. The problem is that Notre Dame knows it
0: doesn't give a shit whether it gets coverage during the spring or not because they know it's it's irrelevant. So it's not like the, all the beat writers could just say, you're not giving us access. We're not writing about it and and be unified front because that's exactly what Notre Dame wants. They'd be like, great. You're not going to write about our team? Perfect. Because then they're, oh they're, and they, Ohio State doesn't know what kind of plays we're running or what formations we're looking at or – you know how the new install is going on anything, right?
4: And look, they they complain about it less because they get a ton of interviews. Well like, and there wasn't if, much more access to under complain, Kelly, what, but there was what, less what, interviews.
0: If you complain, what what makes what what changes? Nothing. You just you just sound like a complainer. Right, right.
2: Yeah. Unless everybody complains.
0: Notre Dame has all the leverage here. No, even if everyone complains, Notre Dame's it, it's they're immune to it. You're not, it's not a right. It's not an enshrined right for the media to view practice.
4: No, that's true. Nope. And, it, and honestly, I mean, I, I, I know the beat doesn't feel this way, but i you don't need to see all that practice to cover the team properly. I would
0: say in Just, some instances, it ends up causing you to create biases that are actually harmful for you in terms of your coverage.
4: Well, especially when you're not like, if you
0: were able to be at practice, nothing more dangerous than falling in love with a player during the spring coming from a person who's literally fallen in love with several players during the spring.
4: See, the the only way to be accurate about it is if you saw every second of every practice, right? But if you're giving half and half, half coverage or a quarter of, of coverage or whatever it is, you are not, you, your opinions are based on a whole lot of assumptions and they all know this. Everybody knows this. It's, it's fine. But just like don't bank on it, like unless there's just something that is just so transcendent that you can't get over. Like say you see a guy just like they're in a full-on sprint, and you see a guy just pull away, he looking like he's got rocket speed. Then at least you have that. And even then, it's like okay, he's a track star. What's he? Got? I mean, Braden Lindsey could do some of that. So what's how's this translate to the field? All right. Uh,
0: but I mean, Pete. Yeah. Unless you. Pete Sampson tells you a story about like the first time he saw Justin talk and he was like, oh, this guy is not going to be anything. Right. And just, you know, it happens. Guys make great first impressions and guys make lousy first impressions. And if that's the only time you see them and that one thing, then that's what you think for the, the remainder of the year, especially if the guy's not getting on the field.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's just a
0: whole lot of. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue Justin Tuck was <laughs> not a transformational player, right?
4: <laughs> no, he's he is. Him and Deshaun Kaiser. You talked about Deshaun Kaiser. Notre Dame was a national Coming championship. Back. Maybe, Coming back. In 2017. If Justin Tuck played in 2005, Notre, maybe anatomy, Notre Dame right? was a national championship. And I, look, I used to be a big one. Like, they go play Texas, but they lose to Texas. I don't know, because USC didn't have anybody like Justin Tuck. Uh, chasing down Vince Young, you know what I'm saying? You think uh, you think Justin Tuck could have caught uh, Vince Young before he got to the edge? I think he would have fucking murdered him. He would have no. fucking murdered him. Don't... But
0: but but maybe we're not in that situation. Although I would have to say that Brady Quinn's performance in big games was always lacking. So
4: except for except for SC uh, and yeah, '05. Count I mean, on would... your hand the number of big games Brady Quinn played in, though. Right. I mean, count how many he won. I mean, SC was probably his defining moment. And again, a loss. Yeah. So, because he didn't play in a lot of big games.
0: Yeah. I mean, Sugar Bowl of uh, the USC games in 05 and 06. Mich-
4: Michigan 06. Right. Michigan 06. Train wreck. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, at the time, 05 you know, Michigan was a big game. 05 right?
4: Michigan was huge. But, but I mean, how did he play? Was, but I'll tell you what, that was all Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Don't, I mean, he's I mean, had players mean. before, but Charlie Weiss's play calling at that point was still on elite level and people weren't figuring it out because there what Notre Dame did in Ann Arbor that day was just methodical, like absolutely methodical. So, and, uh, and, uh, Corey Mays knocked the shit out of my cart. So that helped. Is and I game. was the only, and I was wow. the only guy in the crowd. Brady that Quinn th- up- threw for
2: 140 yeah. yards in that game against Michigan. Yeah. It was a 17-10
4: was
2: a pretty- game.
4: That was a Darius. I mean, that, was, that was that was Darius Walker. Yeah, that yeah, was back to back years. They drove. They drove it enough to to play field position. They did. It was a. If you were a fan of either of those two teams, it would have been a boring ass game to watch. Uh, but live and in person, the shit was intense. I mean, it was intense every moment. Um, but it was one of the better play calling games from Weiss that I saw. Just the way that he he managed to win out of that one
2: what was your uh what was your favorite second half score that notre dame had in uh that game they didn't did they Yeah, uh, they they
4: kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter okay yay <laughs> yeah. yeah well you sat, sat on one. it was uh very especially that period of the nfl it was very nfl like right Not anymore, mean, oh, I mean, I guess
2: we just—I mean, we're putting lipstick on a pig by saying NFL like
4: they're like it was an ugly win, and I'll take it. But I don't know. Well, and it certainly and it certainly wasn't. There was no Michigan was ranked three at the time. Yeah, they certainly didn't end up being a top five anymore team by the end that, of the season. Yeah, no, they were a year. But out It was of fun, team. but it was fun going up there and beating them. Yeah, back to back years beating Michigan—that's a—that's yeah. a, a feat. That was huge. And then 06 happened, and uh, Mara Manaham really stuck it to us.
2: Yeah.
4: And then 07 happened. And John Sullivan decided— And 9, 10, and 11 happened. John Sullivan decided, you know what? Our freshman quarterback should just go ahead and get sacked by nine guys at one time.
1: Anyways. So uh, I keep keep moving
4: this thing towards— I'm excited to see kind of how the offense figures itself out. And I keep deflect, like I keep forgetting about the defense, honestly. Like they need to find some guys on the defensive line. Like to, they need to do something. Like got, there's, there's veterans that need to step up and there's new guys that need to come through, but there's just, they need to generate a pass rush this season without using a fucking safety blitz uh and i'm not sure that's there that's definitely so I, I how do you how do you witness that during the spring um you're not gonna see a whole lot of you know a whole lot of things they're gonna give you hope but again not seeing every second of every practice if you did maybe maybe there is or maybe there's more despair i don't know
0: yeah, I'm. I'm also very interested in in the difference in special teams. I think we got uh, we we're grace with so much uh, excitement where where special teams was very much in play in a in a way that it never had had been during the Brian Kelly era. And with Brian Mason's departure, I'll be interesting to see um, if that kind of goes back to sort of the same old, same old, or we can kind of capture that lightning in a bottle with Marty Biagi.
4: Yeah, I don't know, like. You think back, like, the, like the Clemson game, like how it all how it all got started. Does that game roll like that without that? I mean, Notre Dame pretty much manhandled the shit out of them up front, so it'd be stupid to say like, oh no, this game goes a whole different direction. But it still could have. I mean, it's just big time special team plays are such.
0: They're such deflators.
4: Yeah, it's just it's huge. And uh, a play like that where it's where, you know it's a score, so that's a touchdown.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. There's, there's, I, they got a whole, whole I, lot of I, pieces I, there in
0: the staff. So. It's so funny that, you know, it was sort of like Stockholm syndrome. We had Brian Pulley and we were just like, thank you, sir. May have another, you know, and then Brian Mason came along. And we we're just like, oh, wow, we can actually do shit. Uh, That's more than just, um, you know, waving our hands above our heads and just checking the boxes. No, yeah. Checking the no, boxes. It's also
1: be-
4: it's also because, like, the number, what, the number one thing talked about about special teams, for, for whatever reason, is just returns. And in this day and age, like, a, a kick return and a punt return, those are things that just, they're becoming less and less common. They're few, it's not happening near as much as it used to. So, that isn't, like, that isn't like the big indicator. Well, I
2: don't know if it's for, for, for whatever reason. I, I mean, they're trying to legislate them out of the game.
4: Sure. Well, definitely. true. They they haven't got to the they haven't got to the NFL level on that uh, just yet. But I mean, or the XFL level.
2: Well, they've pushed up they, <laughs> they, the the way that they there's less incentive to fair yeah, catch it because they pull it out and yeah. the you know there's there's just sure. less incentive to to and teams of analytics are really on the point now where analytics say just fair catch it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Just get, just get the ball in the twenty five and let's go. It's
0: so, a rare condition this day and age to see any, but
4: but that's burn. but that's why like having a a team that's out there blocking fucking seven eight punts in a season, why that's such a huge deal, It's because if you're taking out the big plays on on kick return and on punt return, like mm-hmm. as a return blocking is still there you know you ain't legislating blocking out of it right.
2: One question no, though no, I do have about that and like the the Brian Mason effect as well is that like it's sort of like Phil Steele's. Um,
0: Metric.
2: Returning production, <laughs> yeah, not returning production, but uh, turnover luck oh,
0: yeah. is.
2: I I think that some of that obviously is is you know you make that, but a lot of that like there's no way they're blocking that many punts this year, right?
4: No, even if Brian Mason was, if, even if Brian Mason was back in Notre Dame this year, yeah, that's
2: what I meant, is even if he was back, they're not returning.
4: It, you could if you you could set the over under at like five block punts and I would take the under
0: because Foskey's gone or because
1: just,
4: I think that, I think that could be a big part prepared. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, just said, you just running said, running two, you just said two, you just said two very rational reasons why Jude. Yeah. Because what are your best players on the punt block team is gone and there is no, no hiding what teams are going to be prepared for as a big part, part of what Notre Dame did last year. If the same thing was coming back this year, they'd be
1: getting ready for that shit. A little more than what they did last year. So, yeah. But I don't know.
4: We'll see. Marty Biagi, of all the hires that Notre Dame had in the offseason,
1: I think he was probably the one that people are more with than than even Parker. We'll see. That's a that's a whole lot of newness
4: on the staff this year for a staff that we assumed back in October was all returning. Right.
0: Well, I think Reese would be the biggest question mark, but sure. Yeah.
4: Well, I think there was a point last year where we thought Reese was definitely gone. And then I think shortly after that, we we're like, we were all pretty sold that he was coming back. <coughs> There was a point last year where we, I think we all agreed that this I don't remember feeling last that way, but
0: maybe I did. I oh.
2: Yeah, definitely in the office right. he talked about it, that he could have performed his way into a better job. And we did. Just, I don't think that he performed his way into a better job. I just think he got a better job.
0: Yeah, I think he's, he's living a life right now.
1: Well, I don't like saying that. Okay. I didn't like my Golik when he said it either.
0: I, no, I think Mike Gulick believes the hype. I think that's the difference here. Well, I think it, Mike Gulick. I think Mike believes that Tommy Reese is is worth the price of admission, whereas whereas I'm saying it's all smoke and mirrors.
4: <clears throat> right. I just. I am not. We start talking about uh, better jobs. Touching grass. Oh. Well, when he starts to, like the the Alabama offensive coordinator job, so much better, and that may be true. I just. I don't if I was an alum, especially if I was an alum and a former player, I just don't know if I'd be publicly like just fucking like just saying that constantly. Cause I don't, I mean, an offensive coordinator at a big time program is what you make it. And Reese yeah. fucked his own shit
0: up. Honestly, if you didn't say it though, you, you wouldn't be considered very serious. Right.
4: I just don't know if I would say it one way or another. I would just keep it out. Like I would just keep that part out of the conversation. Yeah. But some things are better left unsaid. Right. That's what I was just saying. Like, I don't know. I just, I just I wouldn't be selling that point if I was my goaling junior. I'm certainly not selling that point as Joshua Voles, Upper Supreme Lord Lord. I mean, just not.
1: Fuck that shit. Fuck Alabama. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It, I don't know. If if, the, you if, if
4: it was,
2: friend, you cannot be defender of the it, if you're selling that. By the way,
4: if this was fucking Kevin Rogers, you could say that. But this is your This is goddamn Tommy Reese. And look, I don't. Tommy can go do what he wants to fucking do. I don't. It is what it is. I don't care. I just, it is what it is. But just the whole point of just like just burying Notre Dame like they were a fucking Mac team. It, you're, the narrative that uh, former players are making basically is that, yeah, we are a stepping stone program. Well, how about we not sell that, gentlemen? <laughs> how about we how about not?
2: As offensive coordinator, so they are not a stepping stone program because your job was to recruit. So um,
4: maybe do that, huh? Maybe somebody other than Drew Pine deserved an offer that year. I don't know. But, yeah, I just, I just don't think banging the drum to, to say that we're a stepping stone program is is something that they should be doing. I think there's other talking points to be had there. It's fine. And if you can't figure them out and talk about it, then what the fuck are you doing talking? Touch
1: grass. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know this it's this has been a very boring off season, which is not a terrible thing for the fall Just you know, don't worry, guys. Everyone that's complaining about no news, don't
4: worry. There's gonna be like two aCLs and Achilles. Don't you guys worry? There's going to be plenty of uh, of news you're not going to want to hear over the next couple of months. Maybe your favorite player as a recruit decide, decides as a junior he's, bolt, he's going to transfer somewhere else at the end of spring. No,
2: we're knows? going to get the practice footage of Sam Hartman throwing absolute times, and we're going to be ecstatic.
4: Right? So Rico, to Rico Flores. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to figure out who the narrative is this year. And it's hard. Like the wide receivers are, are definitely, I think the ones that, uh, that are the top candidates. Cause I think we all know, I think we have a pretty good idea what we have in estimate and digs, right? Yeah. And if there's yeah. any help from, well, there's any help from uh, per- yeah. price, but we know what we have at the running back position. We're pretty confident wide receiver. We've, I think uh, we all believe that we going into spring it might, might be underrated by some others in the country. Like, there, there's a lot of potential there, basically. Sure. Yeah, but I, I think, think that first clip of but spring is going to be that, a time the time for them to it. make that potential turn that potential into pure hype for somebody. Like, just pick a wide receiver out of the hand out of the bag, and he's got the potential for getting a shitload of hype just because the way spring went. Like, maybe. Maybe it's Lorenzo Styles. Maybe all you do is see him catching every tough pass thrown his way. And you're like, oh, you fixed the Sands problem. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I wouldn't like to see that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see Mitchell Evans throw like a 50-yard bomb to, uh,
1: to estimate running a wheel route. If we see that. I'll do a three hour
4: podcast on that play alone <laughs> with Jack Fowler, special guest, special guest. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring back, uh, bring back some old ones for that one. So I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to bring up? This is I just, It's thin, it's thin, slim goings boys. Slick thin. Um, uh, so Paul Moala got engaged.
0: Mike McGlinchey signed with the Broncos. Julian Love signed with the Seahawks. Um, Chad, Bo- uh, Chad Bowden, the uh, recruiting coordinator, got engaged. And in the, the Instagram caption was, she committed, of course. Quality. Quality. Man knows his job. Congrats. You tranquil to the Chiefs? Did you tranquil to the Chiefs, yep.
1: I knew I was missing one. Thanks, Brendan. Solid move for Drew.
0: Yeah, that's forever be. Was that was that a two-year, twelve million-dollar deal, Brendan? Do you one remember? A oh, one year. One year.
4: It's a one-year deal. I I, I I believe so. I believe it was just a one-year deal. One-year deal, which is
2: uh, it's an alpha play. You're betting on yourself.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Drew Tranquil's an alpha guy. If he can stay healthy. Be, Drew's been, for, for oh. <laughs> been doubting him for years. Oh. For years. jude has been doubting him for years.
0: And Julian Love, too. Uh, Julian Love got doubted.
4: All right. Well, we need to do a rank Everything, so I'm going to do something simple here. Boys, give me your top five pastas.
2: Wait, wait, wait! Pasta type of noodle. Give me your
4: your top five pasta dishes. Oh, okay. Um, all right, who wants to start it?
0: I have no idea.
4: I'm gonna pull rank and go last.
1: Uh, all right, uh. Do you want?
2: To, do you want to go first, Jude?
0: No, no go, go. No, Brennan, go. Ah, uh,
2: boy. Um, I mean, top five pasta dishes, huh?
0: Um, I like anything with bacon and peas and cream sauce.
2: You like a good, uh, a good carbonara? Oh uh, well, a good carbonara. I like um. One I uh, what is it called? We've been eat, yeah, having a lot during Lent. Um, uh, what's it called? I, it's basically Italian macaroni, or not Italian macaroni, Italian mac and cheese. It's um, shoot, Josh, go first. Let me let me think about. It. I got to put this okay, okay. together.
4: all right, all right. I got a, I got a top five, just kind of off the top of my head here. Um, so number one, we'll just just probably crushes most is lasagna and the, the lasagna has got to be a good fucking, lasagna. that's some bullshit lasagna.
0: Yeah. Not some you know, vegan no, shit or something like that,
4: right? Yeah. Regular, regular ass lasagna. And also I'm not talking about your ground beef bullshit that you're using. This needs to be the triple blend
1: beef, veal, pork. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, how do you make a meatball? the
4: Holy Trinity, right? Got it. Don't be fucking around with just a, I'm going to go with Myers and buy me a pound of ground beef and, uh, make some, no, 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 no. some bullshit. Um, so that's number one. Number two actually is some bullshit. Uh, but, uh, this, <laughs> but when we were growing up, my dad did not cook a lot. Uh, my my mom was a cooked all the time. There was rare instances, rare examples where my dad actually cooked, um, he did a pretty mean stir fry, uh, but one of the things that him and my mom would cook together, they'd have a contest basically, was who made the best spaghetti pie. Oh, so,
0: really?
4: Yeah. yeah for, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, and dad would use, he would use ricotta. Mom would use cottage cheese. She's fucking German. So what does ricotta she know? Cottage cheese? For real? Not, my wife. My wife, my wife? Is, my wife, my wife is a big one. She gets pissed. She wants me to use cottage cheese when I make lasagna instead of ricotta. What? That's how she. That's how she grew up. No kidding. Yeah, people would use cottage cheese. Now you can you can make it work for sure. You got to beat it a little a little longer. Uh, you can make it work, but it's 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 definitely not the same as ricotta. Um, but yeah, I just it, look. I thought they're they're both still still good, it, but it's just a fun. That was just more of a sentimental uh, dish than anything else. Um, I like a good fettuccine alfredo, uh, but I am very picky about the alfredo sauce. Yeah, like very, very fucking picky about the alfredo sauce. Um, and the uh, alfredo sauce
0: does numbers on my stomach, so it's always like a it's always a gamble when you, when I eat the alfredo. It's like, oh, is this gonna is this is this gonna taste good and feel bad later, or is this just gonna taste good, right? Yeah,
4: yeah, um, and kind of like it's very, very much the same. Um, kind of like, well, I mean, kind of like spaghetti pie and and lasagna are, are very much on the same level. But along with the fettuccine alfredo, they're just like a garlic parm pasta. Uh, is it just is a dish that I make a lot um, that everybody in the house just absolutely crushes? Um, in fact, I gotta make a double batch most times. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's just too easy. It's a one pot, uh, kind of thing. Um, not very authentic, but definitely pretty fucking delicious. Um, so I'll, I'll back that hundred percent. And that one, I mean, fettuccine is definitely the go-to on that one, but you can use penne. Um, you know, I, I, I don't recommend any angel hair or anything like that. That kind of gums up. Um, so that'd be four. Oh, and then Five. Um, isn't an Italian dish at all, but you guys will not be surprised when I tell you what it is. Um, Munchies uh, Emporium over in Fort Wayne, uh, Mad Anthony's Brewing Company back when it was called Munchies over on Maple Crust, First had this. I'd never this is when I first came across Old Bay seasoning. It was a dish they had called Chesapeake Bay shrimp, and it was shrimp on fettuccine, and it was the sauce was just a, a like a butter. Like a garlic butter sauce, but like with a shit ton of Old Bay seasoning. Um, it, it was fucking fire. It was so good. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I make it every once in a while at home. It's 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 good. Uh, but uh, shout out to Alex, who was the chef back then. Uh, he really did a number with that one. Um, loved it. And that was my that was really my introduction to Old Bay seasoning. Uh, I was like a twenty year old. So. I love it. All right, I got mine. <clears throat> yeah.
2: All right. So, um, Ketchup Pepe is, uh, the one I was thinking of. Um, talk about the, the tiny Ketchup Pepe's the, the, up there. The ones for soups? What? No, Ketchup Pepe. It's basically just, oh. uh, oh, yeah, noodles yeah, yeah. and cheese. Yes. Um, arrabbiata's up there for me too, because it's the spicy one.
3: Mmm. Uh,
2: I can't get enough arrabbiata. Um, Pasta Putinesca, because I love olives, so obviously Putinesca is there for me as well. I like um, uh, gnocchi with uh, sage butter. Does that count? That's a pasta dish, right? No, no. You can't no. count gnocchi. Right,
4: so gnocchi doesn't count. I would have like had, had at least two different gnocchi dishes on my list then. All
2: right. Um, so pesto pasta, um, that's on there as well. Uh, that that counts, right? I can do pasto.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that counts.
2: Yeah. Uh a good bouliers. Uh that, that's there for me too. Um we make a really good one. And um I guess I can't do the sage butter. I uh, already got the rabiata. Uh then I guess just a lasagna then. So I got the ketchup, pepe, nesca, uh um, the uh, pasto
4: and uh, and um, lasagna hey, you guys are gonna you guys are like this so growing up like like I don't know why I didn't put I had a sentimental one on here I don't know why I didn't have grandma's on there but like the big thing at grandma's on Sundays was was masacholi meatballs like, growing up we had that all the time the meatballs are as big as your fist. they were the fucking were the best meatballs that you'll ever have in your life. Mozzarella was fire, but I would probably have like maybe like I don't know a cup of mozzarella and like eight fist-sized meatballs. Uh, but my I senior mean, I mean, year, my senior year my in high school, my grandmother was insistent insistent that she was going to make the team the team meal before uh, before a game. Like we always had you know team meals and and the mothers each put it there. so she wanted she wanted to do it do a meal for one of the games. So of course, what does she do? She does most meatballs. Cause it's it just, it just feeds. Right. Problem is, <laughs> is her meatballs are so fire. You will shit. You will fart <laughs> for three days at least. Right. <laughs> so, you give whole team runs. <laughs> dude. No. Well, but not the good runs. Got, not the offensive runs you put on the board. We had red pants. So it was probably hard to tell if someone actually did but no bullshit out in the huddle. If you did not hear a couple of farts, every fucking huddle. And that's just standing around. Let alone like every time you exerted yourself, you're shitting yourself. It was just the entire game. We, we had, we won the game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was, I think that was seen. That was senior senior day, my senior year. Uh, Dude, it was, it was, it was intense. Like the amount of methane, that was like a cow pasture. Uh, that we were out on. It. That's how much gas was getting passed uh, from that. But the that monster meatballs is just fucking fire, and it is a it is a is a secret. She won't tell anybody the exact way she makes it. Now you could be in that kitchen long enough to to get a to get a good sense of what she's doing, uh, and I've done that in the past. But it just never seems to come out the same. And I don't know what else she's doing to it besides she's using putting the- MSG. Well, no, she's using that fucking that Sicilian voodoo. You know, it's which is real. Uh the the, the weird Sicilian magic that you got on it. I don't know if she puts the evil eye on the meatballs or what she does, but it was hot fire. And her mother, my my great-grandmother, she she always had like this Italian wedding soup like every any time of day you walk into that house, that that soup was simmering on the stove. Got the whole house smelled like it all the time. It was always simmering was fucking phenomenal. I wish I had that now. I'm so jealous of fucking seven-year-old me. It's ridiculous. Jude, you got – did that spark some-
0: Yeah, I just have a couple to add. I mean obviously some of the ones that you said are, would be overlap, but um, Bertoli makes this like a uh, meals at home sort of thing that we actually um, tried once and then just basically did ourselves, which was uh, a shrimp, penne, uh, asparagus. I think it's like a – to be honest with you, I think it's like a vodka sauce. Um,
4: that I, know was super good.
0: Yeah. I know the one. Yeah. another one. Um, that's pretty good. Of, we do a lot of shrimp and garlic with, uh, like angel hair, spaghetti. Um, there's something to be said about exactly like you said, uh, mom's meatballs. Like my mother, if she makes meatballs, I'm just, I want them. i w I'll take them frozen. I'll un- reheat them. Like it just, so they're just so like, they just feel like home, Right. And so, they're the best. um, same thing with lasagna. Like it just that's why I kind of was like blanching at the idea of cottage because it's like it was always just made with ricotta. Um you know as I'll it should to, be. I'll have to ask my mom about the three the three different uh, meats because for meatloaf we definitely did it that way. I'm not sure if we did it for lasagna that way. But maybe we did because I can't imagine it just being ground beef. It it was more it it was more uh it tasted better than just ground beef. So I mean, a lot of um, people
4: got away from veal over the, over the years, but I'm a, st- I'm still a big believer in eating veal. Yeah. Um, and at least my heritage will allow me to do that. Um, you fucking, uh, you Polocks can't do that shit. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, eat a I I still eat a lot of veal if I can get a hold of it. It's harder. nowadays. Yeah.
0: And I mentioned the carbonara, the, anything with, uh, you know, peas and bacon. And, um, I do like, I love that too. So.
1: Now I'm fucking starving. <laughs> I'm about to get, I'm about to gain eight, fellows. I've lost weight.
4: Well, Good. I've lost me probably like 15 pounds for the last three weeks. So awesome. I'm about to put that probably on after we record here. Cause I'm so hungry now. Let's <laughs> ready to go. All right. Well, we did the thing. We got past the two hour mark
1: so for the, first ever earned five-star podcast. No cheers from the, from the, from the crowd there. (laughs)
4: Yeah. So I think something that's important for everyone to know, like number one, uh, as Tim Priester likes to say, people went in the, uh, when the press conference, uh, we always win the off season. Our podcasts are much better than everybody else's because it's much more fun. Uh, But I think the fact of the last three or four episodes has been a whole lot of nothing has kind of caught us off. Kind of caught us by surprise a little bit. Like we'll schedule up a podcast and like just naturally assume there'll be some things coming up that we could talk about. And there hasn't been. So we haven't really like set like a, you know, like a, a, like, like when we do like a villains podcast, which by the way, where are we on now brennan like part five part five yeah 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 there'll be there will be a villains part five in the off season that's that's tradition uh but uh so just bear with us a little bit i guess uh i know our this show definitely is goes out of bounds a few times uh every episode uh but there is more there's more stuff to ha- to come but there's anything going on which again it's not the worst thing in the world to not have news out there, as many of you will attest to if you re- just remember um some of the shit we've gone through over the last five, six, ten years. Five, six weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so even though the names change, the networks change, you'll still we're still gonna put this up on the website. Um I don't
0: think I it's still in your feed, that's the good thing, too. That's a huge, so, you don't have to go so searching
4: for it. Yeah. You'll have, when you get this episode, you'll probably have the generic, uh, uh, FF, FFSN, uh, logo on it. Brendan whipped one up there while we were talking. That'll, that'll be up as the pot art. Uh, but it'll also be the, the logo moving forward. Um, until we change our mind. Cause now, now we're allowed to like do all sorts of things. Um, so who knows? You know, who knows what we got going on in the, in the future? This could have been an Olive Garden logo. I thought about it. Has Brennan tried? Uh,
0: he was trying to steal all the intellectual property at once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we I could have, you, know, you could have made in, it like Mickey Mouse ears on the logo. Yeah. That's
0: right. It's a, it's well, a could Woody, have, could Woody have the, the Pooh Easter egg.
2: You could have the golden. But I could dome. use Winnie the Pooh if I wanted. I could put Winnie the Pooh all, all over our podcast if I want to.
4: Well, yeah, it's it's. I free could have now, the right? whole podcast. Yeah, it's it's free to use now. Well, yeah, you could so you could have the Golden Dome, put the Olive Garden logo over the doors of the main building, uh, put Mickey Mouse ears got on it. the Golden dome. dome, got country Yeah, <laughs> we could could just really got country family pimp this ride. Something like that. All right. Well, that's it. So appreciate you listening. Remember, get on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave that rating. Leave a review. Any review that you read, you leave. We will read word for word on the next episode. Um, again, be a part of the show. This is a, It's a 70-30 thing. I don't even know if that's right because math isn't real. It's a social
0: construct. It is a social
4: construct. It's not real. It's all in your fucking head. Numbers are fake. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes, he is,
0: he is, it's, 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 a, it's as legitimate as me caring about your bracket,
4: which, Oh, there's only one of us on this podcast that actually filled out a bracket this year.
0: That's me.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whoops. Nope. Nope. This is the, I mean, this is the I, first year. I'm, first year since I was I'm like commis- eight,
0: I'm the com- commissioner of a bracket that has like 90 people in it. And I didn't even fill out a bracket. <laughs>
4: Oh my God, that's that's even better, Jude.
0: Yeah, I kept meaning to, but just never got to it. I
4: I helped fund my prom one year by running a bracket. Nice. Yeah, it was like a ten dollar buy-in. I was giving like a dollar or two off the top. Known, well known, but the <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, my heritage works out every once in a while, you know, like it just, that just seemed normal to me. Like I'm not doing this shit for free, y'all. You want to win 400 bucks or what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Irish.